0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Hey, Santa! You could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right,
2: APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day and 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO.
3: <laughs> You're listening to
4: Sports Central
3: on SEN.
4: Hey, uh, welcome to it. Saturday afternoon edition of Sports Central. Jason Matthews in the Sports Central studio on the Gold Coast today. Beautiful day here as well. Uh, Hello, if you're listening through 1170 SCN Sydney, also SCNQ and SCN Fanatic on the SCN app. Love to have you involved. 0457 736 736. Talk about anything. It's been a big week in sport where our number is 1300 011. 11.70. Big show lined up. Marcus Stoinis, who had a pretty easy night last night in the T20. Uh, He should be nice and fresh for our chat. He'll be joining us in the next 15 minutes uh, from the Australian cricket team. Of course, we're going into the fifth T20 uh, tomorrow afternoon. 4.30 game at the MCG. Has has anyone been interested in this uh, Sri Lankan series? It's it's been poorly viewed. Um, No free-to-air coverage, so I reckon that's got a bit to do with it. Um, but geez, it's been bugger all interesting. In fact, the Super Bowl outrated it. I think it was three to one uh, this week. Incredible, absolutely incredible. I just not many people watching these T20s. At all. I love them. I would I watch it because it's cricket and it's sport. But uh, be interesting to get your thoughts on that. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or are you a little bit off cricket at the moment after what happened to Justin Langer? And those revelations that came out this week that the, there was talks in a uh, a bar in Hobart after the fifth test that um, he was gone. And they were discussing his replacement. Jaleesa Apps, who has joined SCN. She'll be doing crunch time throughout the footy season. Of course, you see her on the screens of Channel 10 reading the sports. She'll have a chat to me as we uh, we preview a weekend of trials in the NRL because they kicked off with a couple of games Last night, uh, Brooksy was out celebrating his 40th birthday. I didn't get an invite. Gibbo didn't get an invite. No no one got an invite. Uh, anyway, we'll have a chat about NBA and we'll give him a, a hard time for that. It's the All-Stars weekend. I want to get my head around that. And, of course, Aussie Josh Giddy, uh, another triple-double, three in a row. Unbelievable. Andy Raymond, interesting article that came out on his podcast called Andy, Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Uh, Wally Lewis, he sat down with Wally Lewis, and Wally Lewis named his dream team for Origin. One New South Wales player in there. It's a joke. Absolute joke. Jonathan Thurston in the number seven jersey over Joey Johns. Darren Lockyer in the number six jersey over Brett Kenny. Are you serious? Wally, what are you doing? Gordon Tallis, who never played lock, is in the lock position. Over Fitler, Gilmeister, Vorton in the second row, Wally. Have you heard of maybe putting Brad Clyde in the second row along with Gordon Tallis, where he played his footy? Anyway, I want to talk to Andy about this and and get your thoughts. 0457 736, 736. Is Wally off his rocker? Is he, or is he just being Queensland biased like most of them are? Incredible. Uh, we'll also check to Scotty Sattler about some footy. Uh, he's uh, drinking coffee with alpacas uh, this morning. I don't know what's wrong with him. Chris Nelson's got some racing tips. He was in on fire last week. Adam Peacock as well. Um, but the T20s last night, the Aussies beat Sri Lanka by six wickets. Sri Lanka made eight for 139 after the 20 overs. In response, Australia four for 143. Maxwell 48 off 39 balls. And Josh Inglis just keeps getting better, doesn't he? 40 off 20. Here's your highlights from that match.
5: Last ball, of the Sam's over. Nicely Shot. taken off the toes, and that'll be four from Nasanka. This is a man that Mickey Arthur says has got the lot. Richardson in right arm over to the Laker. Shorter ball, and he is slapped. Max. Cross bat back over his head. That's for the full amount. Big six. Straight back down the ground. A stand and deliver from Gunnath They go in again over Got the wicket. Him. Now that's sliced inside out. There's a man coming around. It's a Captain Finch well at backward point. Well called, Chuck. He was setting him up. He knew that Gunnath wanted a piece of him. He just picked the wrong moment to go after him. Big slice out square. Backward point. Finch came around, took the catch. And Sri Lanka lose their first wicket. Oh, now six. Mendes wants to get this going. Six. He goes, advances him, takes him down over mid-wicket, between mid-wicket and mid-on. And that is a well-hit six from Kusale Mendes. Last ball the Richardson over. Oh. Now down the ground goes Mendes again. He fancies Richardson. All the way. Six. He didn't just want a piece. He wanted the whole bit, and he got it. Right on, over to the left-hander, Asalanka. Oh, why, oh, high. high up in the air. It's going behind point. Waving everybody away and says, I've got this, is Josh Inglis. No gloves on, but still safe hands. Zampa again. not stumped. He came down the pitch. Zampa ripped one past him. He got himself all betwixt and between. Mm. Did Pathum to Sunker. Wade had the bails That's off before he had a chance to get back. Yeah, Richardson, DeShanda oh, He's driven that straight
6: with, with a crowd here? catch
5: Bunk. Oh, now, I thought it was a bunt ball because Finch wound up to throw down the stumps, and it's actually carried as a catch. Oh, that's delightfully taken off the pads, but he could not have picked out the fielder any better. He blasted that nonchalant, lifted past the square leg umpire, and backing back and taking the overhead clutch was Ashton Agar. Five for 117 now. Make that six. Get him to 140. At least it's something to bowl at. Aaron Ratney on strike. Shorter ball, pull shot. It goes straight down the ground and goes over. Long on's head for six. Wow, we. Where was this five overs ago? Some late punches being thrown by Sri Lanka. Eight for one three eight with a ball to come. Yes, well was. below what they would have liked when they were one for seventy three at the halfway mark of their innings. But they just give themselves 16. something. Oh, he's pulling shot. that. It wasn't even that short. In a position very early, latched onto that and pulling it through mid-wicket for four, the first boundary of this Australian innings. Think think Shana's going to continue. Out. Driven straight back to him by McDermott. Soft. Caught and bowled. I think Shana gets the breakthrough. Caught off a full toss. Well, that's a short of all. Finch out. on the pull Should shot. Be out. It's gone very high up in the air. There's a man, a deep backward square leg. And the catch is taken. You wouldn't think so with the noise of the crowd. But it's all Sri Lanka at the MCG. And they are all up on their feet as one. As the Australian captain is gone. Karen Aratney, again, he just slaps that back. Slaps that back past the bowler all the way along the ground.
7: Poor bowling change. All the way like to up.
5: the rope for four. Mara to Agar. Drives hey, that straight up in the air. Backing out of the ring. And taking the catch as Kusel Mendes. Backpedalling at mid-off. Agar had to get a wriggle on out. Oh, Maxwell oh, has just ramped that up over the keeper's head. Picked the it. length very early on. Just helped it on its way over the keeper's head into the rope for four. Shamira to Inglis. Inside out. Up and over. Backward point. And I reckon it hit the Toblerone on the fall. I think you're right. Standing tall was Inglis. Used the pace of it and punished it. Shamira in. Oh, was that an edge yeah, to chandamar That's out. He nibbled at one. That's He's out. walking. The finger finally goes up, and I think that's more because Inglis was on his way as the umpire was undecided. Maxwell on 37. Australia 132. Now he's coming down the ground going inside out, up over cover. It's going to take a little bit of work to do from Sharna. <laughs> it's
7: got there. And it's got they to agree. the rope.
5: Maxwell backing up. He's 39 in game three that had plenty of chances put down in it. Faultless so far with his 41. Glenn Maxwell will have the chance to bring up the win in game four. Shamika Karanaratny is coming from the southern stand-in with Maxwell on 44. Australia, one run to win. Bouncer, bludgeoned over mid-wicket. Save your legs and don't even bother running Glenn Maxwell. He'll finish on 48. And Australia go 4-0 up. In this five-game T20 International Series. And for the second game in a row, they've done it without having to really break a sweat.
4: Last night, winning the fourth T20 match against Sri Lanka uh, quite easily at the MCG with, well, not even really a full-strength squad, but we'll chat to uh, Marcus Steinus about that in around about 10 minutes' time. Uh, A couple of other things. Uh, Some texts coming through. About that, I was asking the question: Why isn't anyone interested in this Australia-Sri Lanka series? Is it because are we over fo- are we over cricket? Are we in footy mode now? Is that is that the thing? um are Sri Lanka just not a, a a good competitor for Australia, and we're just not interested. Is the fact that it's only on pay TV and KO is that the reason? Or you're just quite frankly over cricket Australia at the moment with what's going on with uh, Justin Langer? I know a lot of my mates are i uh, got a text here. Hey, chuck your name on the text Oh, four five seven seven three six seven three six. 736, 736. Uh, Pat Cummins, I have lost all respect for that team. Thank you for whoever you are. Uh, oh, it's David from Singapore. And yes, for the first time not watching cricket, the way the Justin Langer issue was handled is a disgrace, and we should not be fooled by Pat Cummins. Yeah, got it. All right, David, thanks for your text. All the way from Singapore, 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, The Waratahs had a win last night over Fiji and Drua in the Super Rugby uh, Pacific, the brand-new competition. Drew Mitchell will join me later on, too, as we discuss that. But right now, let's get some tips from the man who was in red-hot form last Saturday. Remember, gamble responsibly. Chris Nelson, joining us on Sports Central, Nelson. Congratulations, okay. where it's due, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm quick with the hammer, but geez, mate, you were on fire last week and, and during the week this week.
8: Well, it's been a good week, yes. We have those sometimes, but uh, hopefully you've got to keep really? it going. That's the hard part. That's <laughs> the hard
4: part, exactly. See, see, listener, this is what happens, right? When Chris is on a roll, you're all over it. You know, you're on it like a fat kid on a smarty. But listen, when he has a bad one, it just it's like a long summer or a long winter, I it, should say.
8: Yeah, it can uh, it can roll and drag on for quite some time. So we hope that's a long way
9: away.
4: Yeah, me too. Now, listen, we've got big racing uh, in Melbourne, Sydney and in Queensland today, mate. We do. Look, I
8: suppose all eyes are on, uh, are on Flemington today. The running of the Group 1 Black Caviar Lightning at uh, 3.25 Queensland time. What's that? 4.25 uh, everywhere else. 1,000 uh, metres down the Flemington Strait. You know was oh, looking at this field, Jason, it's very, very interesting. Uh, the Everest was worth, what, $15 million? And this race yep. today is worth $1 million. And we have first from the Everest, second from the Everest, third from the Everest, seventh, ninth, and tenth. Jeez Money's geez. not everything, is it?
4: No, no, it's not. It's, um, it's a good group one to win. Can anything yes. beat Nature Strip?
8: Yes, definitely. Uh, and there is a school of thought that uh, Eduardo could beat him. Uh, this afternoon, it's a very, very hard race it's it's just impossible to tip. it's a great race to watch, but uh, look, if you're having a bet, do so carefully, because there's a lot of good horses in this race, and look, Mars Crusade is an interesting runner, he gets out the back, he, he needs to pace up front uh, he hasn't been down the Flemington Straight, so how's he going to handle it? Will he be able to run them all down? Uh, Home Affairs there's big wraps on that one, James McDonald's riding, he's not riding Nature Strip Jamie Carr is, so such a, an interesting race from all angles uh, I can't wait for that one today
4: Rightio. um you're going to give a tip for it or are you just not going to? It's too bad. No, no, I'm going to sit on the <laughs> fence and just say, it's just, you're
8: hiding to nothing in that race. There's just too many good horses. I mean, Nature Strip is the obvious. He's the best sprinter in the country, may well be the best sprinter in the world. But, uh, you know, he's yeah, got no, some pretty enough. good ones to go up against here. Yeah, that's
1: fair call.
4: Go on. Yeah, no, you can't make a what? An argument for anyone. I just
8: can't make a, a, a full on case to say, Put your money on him. So I um, will okay. I'll watch, Jace. Watch and
4: learn. All right. We've got Marcus Stoyner calling us in about five minutes. So he gets priority over you. Sorry, Nelson. Uh, yeah, where I'll do you want to go next? Probably. everyone does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose Hill. I won't take a call. Mate, I will not take a call from my missus before you. Put it that way.
8: <laughs> be the she only one. rings when I I'm in trouble. Ho- That's right. I know that feeling. The Hobartville is race eight at Rose Hill today. Anna Moe, uh, Tommy Berry replaces Hugh Bowman, who's not riding. Uh, the Silver Slipper is another interesting race, a group two, race six. And the Millie Fox, uh, where Crone uh, has also had a replacement jockey because of
4: Hugh Bowman. Willie Pike, your man, jumps on Crone yes. in race number four today. So uh, that's all important.
8: This... So good racing at Rose Hill.
4: This is his first Saturday, isn't it, in
8: Sydney? Uh, yes, it would be. And he got a winner last night, so he's on the board. Paid about he's, found... Ah,
4: he's found the right way to sit on the horse now because he was going the wrong way. <laughs> he was. He's going the Perth way. The he, was going the, he was going the WA way. All right. Any tips for us in Queensland early?
8: Yeah, let's look early. Race two, number five, Paladas is very short. He's probably one for your multis today. Uh, we've got some others late in the day, but we'll get to those. when Is that about $1.50? Dollar forty, 50,
4: is it? $1
8: 40, $1. Right, 40 or so. Yeah, yeah, very short. I'm embarrassed to tip it, but look, if you want to pump up your multi, today is the day he will be winning. Uh, we go to Rose Hill. Race four, number one, Chrome. the one I mentioned, can run really well. Uh, she's better than those. Uh, she just needs to be able to make ground. And Rose saw the other week was a bit hard to make ground, but this time might be different. We are on a soft six track, uh, and they're the only two I'll tip you at this early stage. We've got some others for our later segment, and I don't want to get in the way of Marcus Stoinis because he's a big fella. Well,
4: mate, you got any questions for it? I, 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 originally, I was getting Travis Head today, and I did all my research for Travis Head, and then I got a text going, it's now Marcus Stoinis. I've gone terrific. Mm. I won't repeat what I said. Uh, (laughs) All
8: that research down the drain.
4: Yeah, no, that's right. That's what I said. But I I just, I'm more fascinated to talk to Marcus Steinus about his love of coffee because I've got a love of coffee as well. I I just, oh well, and I'm, 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 I'm tinkering with it at the moment. And I, I don't know. Listen, it's like whiskeys. I don't know. The difference between one to the other, you know what I mean? I know the yep. more expensive it is, the the better it tastes, right? That's what you think. Apparently. I'm the same with co- I'm the same with coffee, yep. you know. And I just yep. I don't know. And he's about to go to Pakistan to play some one days and T20s. They're a tea drinking nation. How's he going to go? Gonna
8: say yeah, coffee's pretty big in Pakistan. Last time I checked, so he might be in a bit of trouble there. Um,
10: Actually, think, you know, that's it's good, growing. a good
8: question because well, well, yeah, so is tea. Um, it, it would be a good question because. <laughs> Most people would know about all these cricket um the cricket side of things, but they don't know about the coffee and I'll give you a question you ask me, he, chew, he chews a lot of gum and he chews it really fast. does he get sore jaws when he uh, when he spits it out when he
4: comes off the um, I'm, not, off the I'm not asking that question that is a stupid question <laughs> that's like asking a question. Wait. do you like cricket that's <laughs> actually I might scrap that question as well <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs>
10: No, right, right. Are no, hey, you another no, one who's off the cricket
4: bandwagon? He's a very good no, no,
10: player. No, no, didn't no, no. But...
8: No. Right. no, I wasn't saying I didn't like cricket, but uh, it, it has died off a
4: bit the last couple of months. Well, no one's watching at the moment, so let's, uh, let's mm. see if we can fit. It's getting outrated by Married at First Sight by about 10 to 1. Yeah, the crowds are down. It's
8: just not the same. I mean, where are these big crowds we used to have a few years ago? I mean, is it programmed at the right time of the year? I would have these one day as I well, mean, there's so many different tournaments now. That's the question, mate.
4: Hard. I think yeah. I think it's the wrong time yeah. of the year to be playing cricket. We're now thinking about footy season, aren't we? I
8: think you need to have it before you have the tests, as a lead-in, a couple of big twenty twenties, that sort of thing. Yeah, but
4: yeah. I mean, what programming... Do you think programming. Yeah. What do you think? Oh yeah. four five seven seven three six seven three six, mate. I'll chat. I'll chat to you in another couple of hours. Let's hope we get these early mm-hmm. ones home, Chris Nelson. Gamble responsibly. Speak to you soon, mate. Will do. Thanks. Thanks, mate. There goes Chris Nelson on Sports Central on 1170 SEN. SENQ on DAB+. Good to have you on board, SCNQ and also uh, SEN Fanatic across the SEN app. Time for a break when we come back. Fingers crossed. Marcus Stoynas, Australian all-rounder, joins us on Sports Central. You're listening to Sports Central on SEN. Welcome back to Sports Central. Jason Matthews in the chair this afternoon till uh, four o'clock. Of course, last night we've talked about it off the top of the show. The Aussies had a comfortable win last night against Sri Lanka after the Sri Lankans made eight for one hundred and thirty-nine off their twenty overs in response. The Aussies four for one hundred and forty-three. Maxwell forty-eight off thirty-nine balls and Josh Inglis, God, I love this kid. Um, Forty off twenty balls. He's he just looks like he belongs, doesn't he? This bloke belongs. Um, didn't bowl last night and didn't really have to do much with the bat last night. Marcus us from the Australian cricket team joining us now in Sports Central. G'day, Marcus.
11: G'day, guys, yeah, professional fielder.
4: Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, listen, on the bowling, do you do much anymore? I don't see you doing a lot. Of, or are you just thrown to as the, the sixth or seventh bowler in this in in these T twenties.
11: Yeah, it has been it has been a while. I have um hadn't really bowled for three months with a couple of niggles and that sort of stuff. So I've just started bowling again in the games the other day. Um, but having five games in, in 10 days hasn't been great either. So uh, yeah, it's, it's I'm still bowling. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, it, it's a slower process. I think.
4: Um, I'm going to talk a little bit of cricket with you and then I'm going to talk coffee. Cause I, I'm, it's, I, I, I look at coffee like whiskey, Marcus. I'm starting, I'm learning both trades at the moment and, and I know you love your coffee, and, and we, we saw that stuff in the test with you and Zamps, but i to talk to you about that shortly, but just hang on. Um, good win from the Aussies last night against Sri Lanka. Is it, is it Sri Lanka, their performance, I believe, has been below par, or the Aussies just full of so much, I guess, energy and confidence after that T20 World Cup win? What is it?
11: Yeah, I think I think we've um, definitely got a lot of confidence from that World Cup and this group just getting back together. We haven't seen each other for, for probably three months since then while the Ashes has gone on and that sort of thing. So to get back together is really good. Um, and we've tried a few things. We've moved the team around a little bit. We've given people uh, different opportunities where they're bowling and batting and that sort of stuff. So we've got a really strong squad of 15 players that we can use at the moment. Um, and I actually... Although we've been winning, I think um, we haven't really played our best cricket yet. So that's um, something hopefully we can do on uh, uh, tomorrow.
4: I mentioned off the top, Josh Inglis. For a POM, he's not a bad he's not a bad Australian cricketer, is he? He's, he's just, <laughs> he's been outstanding. He just looks like he should have been playing cricket uh, at this level for all his life.
11: Yeah, he's, um, for a little POM, he's not too bad. We don't mind him. <laughs> he can stay. Um but no, he's, he's slotted in perfectly. He's been around for probably three or four months now with the World Cup squad and the Ashes squad, and he hadn't played. So um, to, to get him in and get him a few games during this 2020 series and to show everyone else how good he is, um, he's a confident young boy. Um, He plays his shots. He, he hits them to odd areas. And, and so he plays the, the style of cricket that, that we've asked for him and, and that he wants to play as well. So um, he definitely looks like he belongs and he scores good runs and he's... Um yeah, so far so good. We've enjoyed having him around for sure.
4: It's been a long summer, Marcus. One more game tomorrow against Sri Lanka at the MCG. That's at four thirty. If you wanna watch that or get some tickets to go to it, then then what for you, mate? Do you go back to Shield cricket and then you'd be heading to Pakistan, wouldn't you, for the ODIs and T twenty?
11: Yeah, it has been a long a long summer. Um long couple of years actually. But um mm. Yeah, so I haven't been home since September. So uh, as Jeez. of Monday, I'll fly back to Perth. Um, I'll do my seven days quarantine. And then I think I'll have maybe two weeks of, or 10 days of training and, and a bit of relaxing and maybe some golf and that sort of stuff and then fly to Pakistan. Um, and then we've got Pakistan and we've got IPL and then to Sri Lanka. So it'll be another, another yeah. three or four months.
4: Who are you playing for in the IPL?
11: I'm playing for the Lucknow Super Giants. So, yeah, one of the new teams in the in the, uh, in the IPL this
4: year. Yeah, nice. Good on you. Congratulations on that. Um, first time Australia's toured Pakistan since 1998. It's incredible, isn't it? 24 years since the Aussies have been in Pakistan for all various reasons. First time in nearly three years that the Australian cricket team have actually toured outside of Australia as a test team. Uh, and of course, I think the last time was a, a, the Ashes series in two thousand and nineteen. So plenty of exciting stuff coming up. Are you excited to go to a place like Pakistan, or are you like I, I don't know what to expect?
7: Yeah, look,
11: we um, it is an exciting t- time for for the team. Um, there's probably a couple of couple of ways to look at it. I mean, in terms of Pakistan, we've had a lot of brief things, um, a lot of conversations about it, and we've got a good understanding as a playing group of, of what to expect when we go over there and the security and that side of things as well as the playing. Um, and, yeah, the test team hasn't hasn't really travelled too much. Us White Wolf team uh, boys have been uh, doing the travel for them, so they've been sitting, yeah. <laughs> sitting at home doing it comfortable. Um, but, yeah, so... It, it's a it's a busy time, I guess. Um, yes, I am excited, but I'm also, to be honest, it's um, we've done a lot of touring, and so, like I said, I haven't been home since, since September. So I'm um, first and foremost looking forward to getting home and playing some golf and seeing my mates, my family. Um, but then, yeah, you know what? Then it's time to get back to work, I guess. And you get back on tour, and you and you do what you what you want to do really with your with your cricket.
4: Um, have you been watching the uh, Pakistani Super League? Nice batting wickets, small boundaries. You're going to love that.
11: <laughs> I have watched a couple of the highlights. I don't watch too much cricket, but I'll I'll, I'll sneak a few highlights every now and then. But um, yeah, beautiful beautiful wickets, um, small boundaries. They've got some good bowlers though, so uh, yeah.
4: yeah,
11: they might make it tough.
4: It's been a good series, actually. I've been watching it uh, every night on on ESPN. Before you go, let's talk coffee. You and Zamps, you have a love affair of coffee. You've got that bromance going on where you where you <laughs> carefully create coffee in your hotel rooms when you're on tour. Can I ask your opinion? Am I doing this wrong? I've just recently been told by a mate of mine, long blacks are the way to go with a dash of pouring cream. Is this okay or no-no? Oh, yes. That's
11: actually <laughs> what I do. That there is actually what, a bit of pouring cream. <laughs> No, not oh. too much because it's high in calories, so be careful about that one. Oh, they can yes, sneak yes. sneak on the hips. But How um, good is no, it? that's beautiful. That's beautiful.
4: Ah, what sort right. of coffee? Well, so I like a? I like I'm into a. I like a really strong, smooth, creamy blend. I'm a Merlot drinker. Is there something out there that we should be getting into? <laughs> us, 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 coffee lovers. Yeah, that's
11: good. That's um, that's what I like actually. So I'm. Um, what's my favorite coffee? I've just. Bought a few beans from Saint Ali, actually. So that's a nice, uh, nice coffee brand here in Melbourne. So maybe, maybe check that one
4: out. Righty, yeah, I will do. Hey, listen, good luck. I've got to let you go, but good luck in in Pakistan. It's a tea country, uh, but I have noticed that uh, <laughs> coffee shops are popping up everywhere in in Pakistan now. They're starting to to get into their coffee. Not um, although I doubt very much you'll be able to go and visit coffee shops on that tour. Marcus Stoynis, <laughs> appreciate your time. Appreciate your coffee tips today. Good luck tomorrow afternoon against Sri Lanka, and hopefully you get a bowl. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Marcus Stoinis. Thanks, Marcus. Marcus Stoinis on Sports Central joining us this afternoon. Great bloke. Uh, And there you have it. If you want a coffee tip, it's long black with a dash of pouring cream. Bet you never thought you'd hear that on a sports station today. Let's get to a break. This is Sports Central on 1170 SEN, SENQ and also SEN Fanatic. When we come back, Andy Raymond from Andy Raymond Unfiltered had a chat with King Wally and it's caused some controversy. We'll get to that next here on Sports Central. Sing to Sports Central
3: on SEN.
4: Welcome back to Sports Central. Jason Matthews in the chair for your Saturday Arvo. Plenty of sports uh, going on today too and some tips from Chris Nelson earlier. We'll get to all, all of those real soon, but right now I want to catch up with the man who you'd be very familiar with from Fox Sports, calling rugby league, calling the boxing, does a great job on that. He's got a great podcast now called Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Make sure you grab that wherever you grab your podcast from. Andy Raymond, thanks for joining us on Sports Central.
2: Jase, mate, I might hang up now
4: because that intro's as good as it's going to get. I think. <laughs> You're saying it's all downhill now, mate. Is it? Uh, a bit
2: like my life, really. But that's all right. How How are you? And how is
4: everyone today on this wonderful Saturday? Well, mate. Well, well I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. But mate, who? Why wouldn't you be wonderful? We're alive. We're healthy. Uh, there's plenty of sports on our screens and on the radio. I mean, what else could we ask for in life, mate? It's life and the oh, and mate. the foot. And the footy's back.
2: Yeah, the footy's back. That's exactly right. Look, there's, there's an annual highlight. Look, I know it's, it's trial footy, but it's still footy and it's on the TV and we're talking about it on the radio. And somehow life just feels a little bit better, doesn't it?
4: Feels a little bit normal, although we're still watching the cricket. And I just spoke to Marcus Stoinis. It's, it's weird still having cricket on this time of the year. He's going to have 10 days off. He's finally going to get back to Western Australia first time since September. He's going to have ten days wow. off. And he's got to pack his bags. He's got to go to Pakistan, the IPL, and there's some other tours as well. So cricket's not finishing. And I was asking that question earlier, and before we get into Wally's dream team, is why isn't anyone watching the T20s? And at the moment, the, the the viewing numbers are poor. The crowds are poor, and. I think it comes down to a few things. It's only on it's only on pay you know, on pay T V or yeah. KO. It's it's um there's I reckon there's a bit of fallout from what happened with Justin Langer, but I think the big reason is it's footy season. That's what it is. Mate. And I think I think we've marked yeah. we've marked the line and said, right, cricket's over, the ashes are over, the one days are done, England are gone, it's now footy season. Always
2: having this conversation, um with family two weeks ago. We were sitting down watching a couple of Big Bash games and there was a couple of thousand or a couple of hundred people there. Then we watched the start of the T20 International Series, a couple of thousand people there. And it was only four or five years ago where the T20 concept, you couldn't get a ticket. Um, no, that's right. So is there too much of it? Is that, is that the issue? A little bit in tune with what the UFC have done. The UFC, for me, flooded the market, then over-flooded it. And you would look forward, back in the day, you'd look forward to a big fight coming up and you would subscribe to it, you'd buy it, you'd watch it. Now, because there's so much of it, you can get a little bit picky and choosy and you say, "Uh, this is okay, I'm going to wait three weeks for this fight and I'll buy that Mm. one. I wonder Mm. if it's the same mentality with purchasing tickets or turning the TV on for T20s, where you go, eh, you know, I'd rather watch the Scorchers
4: and the Thunder on Sunday, so I'll brush this one. Yeah, I think it's just too much. And and yeah, <laughs> Sat's, so Sat's jokes about it, goes, is the, is the Big Bash still going? Like, it's just, it's that never-ending thing. I think the comp's too long. I reckon we should just go back to a one-month comp, and we should go back when it first started in November. And that's when it should okay. be. It warms you up for the well, summer ahead, and bang, you're done. But anyway, the, yeah. and the fact this year Stop. as well, Andy, Andy, we had it on at the same time as the Ashes. That never happened in yeah. the past.
2: No, that, that's wrong. But I will give you a warning. Do not take anything Sat says about cricket <laughs> whatsoever no? seriously. I've got some inside mail for you legends on SEN. It was the worst junior cricketer that the Gold Coast has ever seen. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. He bowled right arm nothing <laughs> and batted at number 11 in the under-12 sixes.
4: Mate, when he played for Nudgee College, he, he uh, often tells us a story. I think he made 75 and took Pfeiffer in one game. But anyway, I don't, uh, I don't believe him. Yeah. I don't believe him. Okay, no, let's talk about no. Wally's dream team. Let's talk about this podcast of yours that's out, as I said before, Andy Raymond Unfield. It's a, it's a great podcast. You talk to some of the legends of the game, not just Ruby Lee, but all different sports, Andy. And it is an amazing podcast. But this one with Wally Lewis has really annoyed me. He, um, he's named his Origin Dream team. And, and can I just quickly run through it? Billy Slater at fullback. Kerry Bosted on one wing. Eric Groth Sr. on the other wing. Eric Groth Sr. is the only New South Wales player to make his dream team. The centres are Miles and Meninga. The halves are a joke. Lockyer, Thurston. Then you got Artie in the front row with Greg Dowling. Cameron Smith at hooker. I agree with that one. Vorton and Gilmeister in the in the second row. And the lock, Gordon Tallis. Well, he played in the second row. This,
2: okay, a couple, t- couple, couple of corrections there. Uh, Paul Voughton was named at lock, and I believe the Channel Nine NRL Instagram account graphic uh, got it wrong. But Fatty uh, right. was actually na- named at lock, and Gordy and Gilly were in the uh, in the second okay. row. And it wasn't an, it wasn't an Origin dream team, as uh, has been reported. It was just a dream team, and the dream team series has been going for a couple of weeks now. I uh, only got a couple left, but a couple of absolute belters. Um, and I, I, I sit down with... like well, I did it with Peter Sterling. Uh, I did it with Mark Geyer. I got Jamal Fogarty to do one. Just a, a different perspective of a right. different generation of footballer. And I say, any player, any era, any team, any competition, there, there is no rules because it's your dream team. The thirteen
4: guys, for whatever reason, you would want to play for your life, right? So, some of them he works with at Channel Nine. I noticed that. I have a feeling he's gone through the refedex in the office and just picked out a couple of players yeah. from there as well. But yeah. I'm going to give I'm going to give you mine, and and, yep. and i just I'll put a and I'm, I've used the Origin thing. Well, all of these players have played Origin, and they're, they're some of the best players to play the game. I'm not I'm yep. not saying that's not the case, but. I don't know, and I've, I've looked at a lot of posts about this and, and I've put it together from that. I've got Slater at fullback, Inglis yep. and Eric Groth Sr. on the wings. I mean, Greg Inglis, one of yep. the great players. Daly yeah. and Meninga in the centres. Yep. I'd have yep. Brett Kenny, arguably the best number six to play the game. Yep. Joey Johns at seven. Far better halfback <laughs> than Jonathan Thurston. Fittler. Yep at lock, Clyde and yep. Talis in the second row, Lazo, big Lazo and Webkey yep. As your as your front row and Smith of course as your number 9, no one will argue against that. That to me seems like a bit of a dream team.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll play the devil's advocate here and I'll say Jace, awesome dream team. No arguments can be made because guess what? It's your dream team. I might yeah, not right. agree with it. I might not agree with it. But that's your dream team. So the, the reaction from these dream teams has amazed me a little. Um, social media is a dangerous place in the best of times. <laughs> but some guys have absolute Yeah, it is. Uh, some guys have absolutely ripped into Wally and Sterlo and Mark Dyer and even poor you know, little Jamal Fogarty. What would he know? Um, he, you know? He's demented or he's biased, whatever. Yes, he's biased. He, you know, so too was Jamal Fogarty. He his was predominantly indigenous, uh predominantly Queensland and, and um and that's his right. I think it's a wonderful uh discussion point. It's an argument starter. Uh no two ways about it. Um but I'll sit down and listen to anyone's dream team and I'll respect their opinion, uh, irrespective of if they've played Thirty-two origins or none, um, because it's their opinion that deserves to be respected. My opinion, the same. Absolutely bloody no way. But uh, yeah. it's their dream team. I'm actually yeah. going to do mine in a couple of weeks along with my top ten players of all time. Um, keeping Jeez. in mind, I know all these guys as well, and I know what I'm getting myself in for. Uh, and there, and I'm going to explain why I've selected them, um, and who was close. And there's going to be some some noses out of joint. There's there's nothing personal about what I'm what I'm about to do, um, but I know it's going to be a topic of conversation and an, and another argument starter. But guess what? Again, it's my dream team, and I can name who I want.
4: And that's true. And, 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 and thanks for explaining that too with Wally's. I, I love it. You know, the, the, the big thing is we're talking about rugby league and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And, yeah, and just fair. because, and, and you're right, I mean, Twitter, my God, what a cesspit. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, and we have to be on there for work, but the thing is, yeah. the thing is it, it causes a debate. And if someone disagrees with you, they're not the enemy. Don't, don't insult no, them. Don't, just have, have your say.
2: That's exactly right. And Look, some of the stuff that I've seen on my social media pages, uh, quick plug, V. Andy Raymond on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, <laughs> some of the stuff I've seen is disgraceful and it's embarrassing. And if it crosses the personal line, mate, I, I don't give a rat how many followers I've got or, or who agrees with me. I just, I delete them straight away and I block them straight away. So, on my page, I, I don't have to put up with nonsense like that. But if you if you read it too much, um, you know, I'll if you read Twitter him. too much, Paul Harrigan wasn't tough. Andrew Johns couldn't play. <laughs> Wally Lewis, uh, you know, wasn't a first grader. And Clive Churchill was too small to make it in the current era. Um, yeah. But you, you and know, Justin you're, Langer you're was right. Bambi. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly right. But you're right, Jason, what you say, mate. <laughs> Uh, just because someone disagrees with your opinion doesn't make them the enemy and it doesn't give you the right to just attack and get personal. I'd love to think we're all better people as footy people and as sports people than to just attack each other on social media as opposed to, okay, that's your opinion. I disagree with it. Here's my team. Wouldn't it be a great match for, if the two sides met?
4: Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah, mate. I got called granddad a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, and I, I didn't know that that was, there was something wrong with that. I thought it was a compliment. Moving on. Before we go, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> uh, who have you got? Who have you got coming up on the on the podcast?
2: Okay, I've got uh, the next couple of weeks. I've got uh, or this coming week. I've got a question and answer podcast our followers and our fans' questions his answers with the great Larry Corrower. Ah, and winding the clock, winding the clock back, I'm getting a dream team from the one and only Wombat, Graham Edie. So yeah, it is a wow. massive week on the podcast. And look, there's a million podcasts you listen to. I still don't think, uh, you know, even after 30-something years in the game, I don't think people are interested in listening to my opinion. I really don't. Um, and, and I'm always conscious of that. So what my podcast provides, it's interviews, not opinions. I'm speaking to the biggest names in the game and getting them to tell their story in their words. Uh, mm. If you haven't listened, guys, wherever you may be listening on, on SEN, give it a go. If you're a league tragic like me, I reckon you'll bloody
4: love it. All right, Andy, I ought to go. I'm getting the wind-up, mates. Andy Raymond, unfiltered. Look for that podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Great to chat to you, mate. And uh, we'll, we'll be sure to rip into your dream team and your top 10 players of all time down the track.
2: Look forward to that argument when it comes, my man.
4: <laughs> Andy Raymond, <laughs> thanks for joining us on, on Sports Central. Enjoy the trials this weekend.
2: Thank you.
4: Thanks, mate. There goes Andy Raymond on Sports Central. What's your dream team? If you're putting a dream team together of all rugby league players, what would it be? 1-13. 0457 736 736. We're going to get to a break. This is Sports Central on SEN.
3: You're listening
4: to Sports Central on SEN. Welcome back to it. Uh, Hour one. We're here till four o'clock this afternoon. Jason Matthews in the Sports Central studio. Text come through from Hillstorm. Hillary from Gippsland in Victoria. Thanks for listening, Hillstorm. I think you're a regular as well on on Sports Day as well. Arvo, footy's back. Yes. Cricket's gone, as Fatty would say. Don't question King Wally. He knows best. Uh, Maroons, Maroons are the best. Oh, come on. Get rid of that message. Why is that there? Can't have that. Uh, after your uh, dream team this afternoon, 0457 736 736. Or did Wally get his dream team wrong? It should should there be some players in some different positions? Would love to get your thoughts on that. 1300 01 1170 is our phone number, or 0457 736 736. Quick uh, sports update for you. Uh, what about New Zealand? They've knocked over um, uh, South Africa in the first test by an innings and 276 runs yeah well done well done well done to uh new zealand well they knocked over south africa for 95 in the first innings and 111 in the second sheffield shield the Sava, new south Wales 276 tassie a two for 20 at the scg apparently there was a rain delay What's, nothing wrong with the weather. don't know what's going on there. Uh, Victoria versus Queensland, uh, 349 first innings all out. They are. Uh, I think that's Queensland all out for 349. Jack Clayton, 109. James Basley, 64. And how about this? Have you been watching the uh, Genesis Open um, second round has been completed today? Geez, the Aussies are in a good spot. Uh, Jaquan Neiman from Chile, 16-under, is leading. Uh, Cameron Young from the USA, 14-under. Justin Thomas, 11-under from the USA. And then come the Aussies. We've got Adam Scott. He is 9-under, and tied for, which, is, which is fourth spot, by the way. And tied for seventh is Cam Smith. He's at 7-under. And Mark Leishman, I think, is back in 10th spot. And he is uh, he's on around about five under. So the Aussies, well and truly, in contention for the um, for the Genesis Open in the US PGA. Good start to the season. Jeez, Cameron Smith's going all right. He had a better first round. And Adam Scott, he's come from nowhere overnight. So well done. The Aussies, well and truly up there. It's great when Adam Scott's playing good golf uh, for Australia. And obviously, himself as well. That's the Genesis Open. Round three uh, happening uh, tomorrow. That's That, by the way, is happening in Santa Monica in California. Rightio, this is Sports Central on 1170 SCN uh, via the SCN app on SCN Fanatic, and you can also listen to us via Q. Coming up soon, we're going to uh, chat to Jaleesa Apps. So we're going to look at the pre- preview all of the remaining um, trials that are happening in the NRL. Brooksy. NBA update. Uh, and during the week, Scotty Sattler sat down with Isaiah Yo, the co-captain of the Panthers. That's on the way. On SEN, uh, Saturday afternoons, Jalissa Apps will be joining us shortly, uh, when she answers her phone, uh, to look at the rest of the trials this weekend in the NRL. Of course, we had uh, two trials last night. Uh, the Raiders beat the Roosters 32-18. The Sea Eagles 28-4, winners over the West Tigers. West Tigers, fans. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Is this another year of not making the eight after just watching one trial? 0457-736-736 is our number. Still to come. Uh, Brooksy's gonna look at the NBA. Yeah, gonna look at the NBA over the weekend. Of course, it's their it's their, what is it? The oh, I don't know, the the weekend of all stars. Yeah. Also, uh, Isaiah Yo will be joining us. Sat spoke to him throughout the week. Uh, the Panthers co-captain, how they're preparing for 2022 and how they celebrated uh, their season win uh, last year. Also, some more sports updates for you on the way. But right now, she's, she's on the line. Jaleesa Apps, the new star of SEN's crunch time throughout the footy season, joining us now. Do you know what you've signed yourself up for?
0: I think I've signed myself up for a bit. I think it's going to be a lot. I'm, um, I'm very excited. I think um, stock's very entertaining, so I'm looking forward
4: to it. Mate, you've got enough on your plate. You read the, new, uh, the sports news for Channel 10. You, you also fill in occasionally on SCN on breakfast. You, you, just, you don't have a life, Jaleesa.
0: I know. I've become a bit of a loser. But I've become one of those people where you've asked, you ask, what what are you up to, and you're like, oh, just working. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good fun. I think it's we we have jobs that everyone would love. So oh, absolutely, it's
4: not too bad. absolutely. We sit in a studio at the moment. I've got two two channels on racing. I've got NRL on. I've got golf on. My life is great. We've got rugby starting soon as well. There's so much stuff going on. Uh, at the moment, of course, the rugby league trial is going as well. How was your? I spoke to you yesterday. You made a trip out to Penrith. Uh, you mm. got yourself a a chalky milk, I believe, as well in thirty six degree heat. How did all that go? How was that trip? And what was it about? Um, I got vanilla. I oh, got
0: sorry. a vanilla milk because <laughs> it was the basically the story behind it was that Oak were giving up their sponsorship this weekend on the Panthers um, jersey to. Um, Panthers Pride. So that's uh, the charity that the Panthers are involved with um, that does a lot of work with youth nice. in the community. And um, yeah, it's a very good cause. But they, even better had uh, had Vanilla Milk and a, and a bit of a chat to Nathan and Ivan Cleary.
4: Yeah, very nice indeed. Let's look at these rugby league trials this weekend, Jaleesa. Of course, last night we saw the Raiders 32 beat the Roosters 18. Not much to... To see in that I, I I mean there were some pretty good performances. Did you take much out of that match?
0: um the, the thing that I took out of that was um how good Xavier Savage was. I thought he mm. really um obviously had the, Ricky's experimenting with that fullback role a bit uh Chan Nicoel Kustar was out last year injured um and he's back now, but instead of putting him in back in at fullback, he's kept Xavier Savage in. At And I thought he was really good. I thought um, Chance is sort of that bigger body that I think will do well in the centres. I think he's done a fantastic job at fullback. He's a player that's just one of those players that tries and goes for every single ball. And I think he's an incredible player. But um, I think probably Savage has got maybe a little bit of that natural ability there. And moving Chance into the centres as a bigger body, I think, um, would be great. Their halves were very... Um, Two very young halves because Sam Williams obviously um, was out with COVID at the last minute.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, So he uh, and um, you had Jack White and resting and um, Jamal Fogarty as well. So um, it's sort of, I guess, this week of the trials, it's a little hard to gauge with teams, I suppose, because they don't really play their best teams until maybe the second week of the trials. But he was one that really stood out to me.
4: Yeah, he, he was a couple of wonderful line breaks. Could have set up a try as well. He, he looked very good, good pace as well. I, I was impressed by him as well. Sea Eagles 28, um, West, West Tigers 4. West Tigers fans, they'll be chewing some fingernails this morning. Even though it's just a trial, I think they're hoping to see a little bit better.
0: Well, yeah, I think, unfortunately, I don't think the Tigers are in for another good year. And I think that was pretty evident last night. I mean, they did have um, a couple that they rested in their second half, but when you were looking at who's missing, there wasn't really any superstars. And that's the worrying thing. They haven't even Mm. really recruited. um, There's only really been Jackson Hastings in the off season that they've recruited of note, but... uh, yeah i I think it's going to be a very long year for the West Tigers, and I think Manly, Manly looked really good. I think they could um definitely give a nudge for the Premiership again well, this year
4: well they're they're my favorites for the premiership, and no one's oh. everyone's everyone's thinking panthers or um or storm but or roosters. I don't know i I just i like what I saw last year from the sea Eagles and if they get a start this year with um turbo in the team uh things could yeah. be a, a lot different and they i mean they went down to a pretty red hot south in a prelim final in brisbane
0: yeah uh and yeah, South I were mean, on
4: fire yeah. that night they 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 will i don't think anyone would have beaten south in that prelim final but the sea Eagles I don't know I reckon they could at least get to the g f this year and and could surprise a few people by by pulling off a a, a victory. I, I would not be surprised if they make it.
0: I think South actually played their best game that final, that game, mm. rather than in the grand final. They, they sort of um, went all out for that one. But, yeah, it's not a bad tip. I was actually thinking this morning, I was only having a think about this this morning, about who I thought was going to be um, there at the end. And I still think it's going to be the Panthers. I think uh, even though they've lost a couple, they've lost Matt Burton, their spine is still relatively the same. Interestingly, talking to Nathan Cleary yesterday, he might—he doesn't seem super confident that he's going to be ready for round one. So that's going to be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see their trial tomorrow against the Sharks because uh, basically no one from the grand final is playing. So they're certainly having a look at yeah. all of their experience, their their depth to get yeah, a bit of experience yeah. there.
4: And that's fair enough. You wouldn't be risking that as well. The Savo. we've got a game starting soon. Storm taking on the Warriors. Uh, later on in Cairns, geez, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. I love my and I love Cairns. It's a great combination. Although I'd be worried I wouldn't get back to work in time for Monday. They're taking on the Cowboys in Cairns. I was talking to a mate of mine who lives in the hotel, there's some apartments there and the Rabbitohs are staying there. They said, geez, they look fit. They look very good, the Rabbitos And the Titans versus the Broncos, that game's at Seabus on the Gold Coast. This will be an interesting trial, this one. These two teams don't like each other, whether it's a trial or whether it's actually a, a premiership game, Jaleesa. Yeah, very true. And I think the
0: Broncos, may maybe they'll find a little bit um, more stability this yeah, um the interestingly in these games they are sort of more um more of the stars are playing. So like the yeah. storm you've got Brandon Smith, Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, you really they're not resting, they're big guns. So it's probably gonna be a more interesting uh looking game, the Storm and Warriors for the um fans. They're interesting to see how they um they uh film at O'Carr with um Xavier Coates. So um, yeah, I mean that'll be a really interesting game. Broncos Cowboys. I tell you what, that's a team I think is going to struggle this year. Is the Cowboys? They, yeah, they I, I agree.
4: Yeah, they haven't recruited anyone.
0: No, and it's a real shame because you've got the new stadium up there. You are a one-team town, so every other aspect of that club should be attractive. Like the it's the perfect club if you're a young rugby league player or you're a young star that's the perfect club i want to go to i want to go sort of out of the way of sydney i'm not in the super spotlight but i've one club town got all the supporting got all the new facilities i don't really know what's going on with their recruitment
4: julie so how would you go with a pre-season though in townsville and the stinking hot
0: True. I didn't handle Penrith at 35 <laughs> degrees yesterday. You did <laughs>
4: whinge about that. I did. I did note that.
0: Hey,
4: <laughs> it's 35, and you're in air conditioning, no doubt, in your car. So, anyway, well, uh, and, and, the, and yeah, the third, I'm the first one to turn on a
0: heater
4: too. It's <laughs> <laughs> just it's interesting. You talk about those storm players being available. I'd say that's just so they can get some mileage in their legs. Though we won't see those stars. Uh, they'll miss the first round. Of course, they're facing that ban for that white powder substance. So maybe just getting some miles into their legs. Um, And, of course, on Sunday, you've got the Sharks and the Panthers. As you say, the Sharks and Panthers resting a lot of players. I'm looking forward to seeing the Sharks this year. I think they've recruited well. Brand-new coach who who I like. I'm their top eight certs for me, and I think they'll shock a few people, the Sharks, this year. Yeah, I agree. I think
0: um, they've they've got all the um, momentum. They've got... I mean, they weren't bad last year. That's the thing. Like they were they were they were still good last year. It's not like they're bottom of the table site, but they're almost no. going through a bit of a rebuild without needing the massive overhaul of a rebuild. But I'm really excited to see Nico Hines. I thought he was really good in the All Stars game. He got involved in uh everything and uh probably he's just his kicking game was a little bit rusty at times, but um he'll tidy that up no doubt. And I'm excited to see the Sharks, and again coming up against the Panthers side that um, is definitely lacking experience. They won't, um, they won't have any of their grand final players, like I said. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting game, and good for footy to return out there too.
4: And the Eels versus the Dragons. This is probably the last season that the Eels will have all their star players before a few of them leave, and. The Dragons, of course, during the week, um, Hook has had his uh, contract extended. I think that's a great move. I'm a fan of of Anthony Griffin. I think he's a good coach. And the Dragons, I reckon they've recruited very well as well. Not a lot of people predicting they'll make the eight. In fact, a lot of people predicting they'll finish down near the bottom of the ladder. I reckon that's a little unfair on the Dragons.
0: Well, I it was um actually a really smart move to lock down a lot of people were really critical of it and were saying well why don't you see how they go before you lock him in and I just think that's a mistake that all clubs make because all it does is put all this speculation and journalists like myself are asking about every week and we're sick of asking about it and players are sick of answering it and it just puts all that speculation to bed um, when you're looking at sort of recruitment down the line, you know who the coach is going to be. That makes it easier. I thought it was a great move to lock. It got a lot of criticism. But I actually thought it was a, a really good move. Um, but why, yeah, why so. is
4: there – let me ask you this, Jaleesa, as a journo. Why oh. do you guys have to ask? Why is there speculation? Because uh, I think he's done a great job. Hey, that thing that went on last year at the Dragons with Barbecue Gate, he was handed nothing. There's nothing he could do about last year. Um, before that, the team looked okay. But now with with all of these new players at the club, some very, very good recruiting, I, I can't understand why Hook's job was in question or, or his future well, was
0: I, in question. I personally didn't feel like it was. I, I didn't really have the same... Right. I know that there were a few there were some takes out there that it was under question and I, I didn't um agree that it was because as you said the the barbecue thing was, it was what it was. That was all on the players. There's not much that he could have done about that. But also he just hasn't been there long enough yet to really have put his stamp on things in terms of recruitment and yeah. yeah, he to make his own team. So uh, no, I think it was would have been very uh very football like as in soccer like to have just <laughs> got rid of him. So I uh, I didn't th- I didn't actually have the same take on that but just looking at the other game um with the uh sorry the other side the eels this is a game this is a season that they desperately need to capitalize on they're just losing so many players in uh 2023 and it- they've got the team that is going to win them a premiership now yeah. and i think they're just going to have to capitalize on that otherwise it could be a very long few years again
4: I'd like to ask this question. It's a question without notice. Who needs the most to have great form in the trials, i.e., selling memberships, getting some buzz about the team, and also giving their fans a little bit of confidence? I'm going to I'm going to go first. I believe the Titans. They've got new halves combinations. Um, I think it's exciting for the Titans. They've recruited it well again. Brilliant forward pack. One of the best forward packs in the competition. But in a market where their crowds are pretty small, I think they need to have a pretty good trial period, the two trials, so that they can sell some memberships and get some buzz around round one. Who do you think needs to do the same thing?
0: I would have said the Tigers. um, But unfortunately that didn't happen because I think the Tigers at the moment are forever justifying their existence. Um, When you're not getting the results on the field, you don't, you sort of don't really have a home side. You've got five different home grounds. You don't really know what you are. And there's, I think there's, in terms of membership and fans and giving fans a bit of hope, I think every Tigers fan at the moment would tell you they've got no hope for this season. So I would have said the Tigers, but the other one that hasn't played yet, I'd say the Eels. Because I think as well, it's just been a very long time. And they keep teetering, teetering around like they're going to explode and get to the grand final and, and make a, a premiership run. But um, they just don't quite get there. So I think probably the yields as well.
4: Rightio. I look forward to hearing you on Crunch Time this year. I re- again, Thank good you. luck. Good luck. You're going to need Thank it. Thank you. Not because of your ability, but because of the riffraff you're walking into.
0: <laughs> I All right. well, into riffraff as well. Yeah, there you go. Finally in the blind. blind.
4: <laughs> Julissa Apps, uh, great to have you on board on SEN and we look forward to continue seeing you on Channel 10 reading the sport as well. And thanks for your time on Sports Central this afternoon. And I don't care what anyone says, I'm watching three back-to-back trials this afternoon and tonight on Fox. I
0: will be too.
4: Take care. Thanks, Jaleesa Apps. There you have it. This is Sports Central. Jason Matthews here this afternoon. We're going to go to a break. Brooksy, uh, not too far away, is going to preview the All-Stars weekend in the NBA. And I want to ask him some questions around Josh Giddy. How this man is, or young man, I should say, 19 years of age, from Australia, not being considered as the favourite for Rookie of the Year in the NBA, uh, well, dumbfounds me. Absolutely. What has he got now? Three in a row... Uh, triple doubles. Incredible. We'll talk to Brooks about that. He knows more about that than me. Our teams tanking to get good draft picks as well? I want to find out about that. I'm not a fan of tanking. But up next, uh, Scotty Sattler throughout the week, caught up with the Penrith co-captain Isaiah Yo. We'll get to him next. This is Sports Central on SEN.
3: You're listening to Sports Central
4: on SEN. Welcome back to Sports Central. Jason Matthews here to Savo till four o'clock through SCNQ, 1170 SCN in Sydney, and on the SCN app on SCN Fanatic. You can get involved anytime. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, you can have your opinion on Wally Lewis's dream team as well. Only one New South Wales player in that. Got a text here from Rafa. G'day, Jason. I mock my team as well as others every now and then, and it's not personal. Just banter. Up the doggies. Great show. Thanks for that, Rafa. Keep your texts coming through. 0457 736 736. Are you nervous, West Tigers supporters, of your team's performance last night in their first trial? Is it going to be another one of those seasons? Love to hear from West Tigers supporters this afternoon. Throughout the week on Sports Day, uh, which is on six o'clock weeknights here on SCM with Scott Satter and myself at the moment. Normally Badge, but he's on holidays at the moment. Sats caught up with Isaiah Yo, co-captain of the Penrith Panthers, to talk about their success last year and what's planned for twenty twenty two. Here's that chat. Uh, this bloke is hoping to go back to back. He's the co-captain of the Penrith Panthers. Isaiah Yo joining us now on Sports Day. Can I start off, Sats, yep. by saying something? Up front, Isaiah, uh, congratulations, mate. You became a dad at the end of
12: last year. Oh, I did, I did. It was, um, yeah, it's not what I expected in the uh, delivery ward, but uh, <laughs> everything went good and it was, um, yeah, I was a little bub at the end of that. So it was, no, nah, but it's, yeah, it's been unreal, obviously. It's um, different, it's it's hard, but it's, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's been it's the best thing ever. So uh, loving every minute of it with uh, my partner, Ashley.
6: Now, you had a little girl. Did you have any of the gas, Yoey?
12: not friends. uh I had a little crack at it but I yeah <laughs> I don't know how that gets I don't know how that could get you through a, a labor um so <laughs> my, my miss, <mistress, laughs> had a little crack at that does nothing <laughs> and, and my missus on the epidural so uh they're saviors and I don't know why uh, all girls wouldn't do that uh, if that was on uh, on offer, but I uh, had that, and um, that was a uh, she, she ended up sleeping more than what I did. So she was in labour, had the epidural, and she she fell asleep for a couple of hours. I mean, That's lazy. Yeah.
10: I'm
12: giving her I'm giving a going. You're joking, <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was all good. Mum pulled up really well, and yeah, the bub's uh, doing well. So uh, it's been unreal.
6: And do you find yourself now, Isaiah, when you're at training and you do some extras like you are? Because I've heard you're the thorough professional, but there's also this this part of the back of your mind where you're saying, I, I want to get home and see Bub?
12: Uh, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. It's obviously, yeah, I, my missus was pretty good with sending me photos and videos throughout the day. Uh, so that's been good. She's already the favourite. Um, so that's probably a little <laughs> bit to do with me at training and and asking the cuddles the whole day. Um, mm. I was trying to put it down the other night, and screaming at me the moment I passed one of the misses. Not a <laughs> drama, were <laughs> you, little bugger? Already, already, I'm second fiddle. <laughs> um, no, nah, it's, look, it's been good. It's it's obviously yeah, it's something I look forward to when the day's finished. Get home as fast as I can and, and give her a cuddle before she goes down. So um, yeah, look, it's it's just it, what, what everyone's told me. It, it is and and more. So no, nah, it's been it's been unreal.
6: Now, have you had time to reflect? over the off-season, the crazy 2021 season?
12: Uh, yes and no. I, yeah, it was obviously that sort of feeling once it was done was, um, yeah, unbelievable and something you can't really put into words. It, there was a lot of, re, there was definitely a lot of a relief there, particularly after the 2020 season how that finished for us. Um, I, I remember feeling that once the whistle went, there was a lot of relief there, but no, I probably haven't sort of thought about it in the context of just as a whole, what it meant for the community that sort of stuff. It sort of won that, and then a month later, I'm welcoming me little bub into the world, and then all of a sudden, we're back at training, sort of trying to push everything from the 2021 season um, in the back of our minds, and, and really focus on the 2022 season, so, look, it's definitely something I think I'll be very proud of, and very fond of looking back on it when I retire, and as I get older, um, but yeah, I guess that's sort of, you're sort of just in a constant cycle in the rugby league world, and um, you can't be thinking too much, of, I guess, about last season, when you, all your focus is to the 2020, uh, 2022 season, so, um, but, yeah, no, it was obviously an un- unbelievable night and very fun couple of weeks after.
6: As the co-captain, is it a blur? When you think about lifting the cup with Nathan, is it still a blur to you? Or can you remember back that time when you were handed the, the, the cup and and uh, you lifted up? Or is it just something that you're looking at it as a third person now?
12: Yeah, that that was a blur, like the actual, when we all got up on stage together and sort of cheered and that. I sort of remember little bits and pieces um, when the siren went. I'm um, well, not much of a cry, but I cried on Dylan Edwards' shoulder, and then two <laughs> minutes later I found Nate, and we cried on each other's shoulder. So I cried twice. So I <laughs> cried twice in the year, and it was all in the space of five minutes. Um, but yeah, so I remember those two, sort of, um, yeah, found Dill, was sort of just close to each other. And then obviously, when me and Nate saw each other, I think we probably had sort of similar feelings. Um, obviously, overwhelmed with excitement and that, but then a lot of relief at the same time. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I think those sort of those memories will stick with me forever, I think.
6: I hope your your beautiful wife doesn't listen to this because you cried on Nathan's shoulder and Dylan Edwards' shoulder and you didn't cry, apparently, when your baby was born because you said you only cried twice
12: uh, in the one year. So I No, I, sorry. Well, I cried three times in the space of a month, then, <laughs> okay. two and five minutes, and then I, 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 I teared up when uh, Haven was delivered, so... <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was a, I was a sweaty mess. I'm, I'm a sweater at the best of times. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I, shouldn't have wore a, I shouldn't have wore a pastel shirt that day in the delivery ward. I was sweating bullets.
6: Now, um, I remember back uh, 2003 and how long you celebrate for. I know celebrations have, have changed a lot now, uh, Isaiah, but I can still recall that the best celebrator for that week was Trent Waterhouse. It was just legendary how long he went for. So, who was yeah. the best? Who was the best celebrator out of the out of the squad?
12: Uh, there'd be a few. A lot of our boys that actually didn't play <laughs> were, were really really good. <laughs> um, Jermaine Hopgood, he sort of springs the on. He was unreal. Uh, Billy Army Kickow uh, was red hot there. He didn't sleep much for for a few days. Uh, Nathan actually, he was he was really good. they probably the ones that stick them on. I remember Nathan was. It was with kick-out, so uh, I'd imagine kick-out handles the drink a little bit better than Nathan, by size. And Nathan, yeah, we've all walked in all the we had like a little function room where all the families would have breakfast. So it was like day or two, day two or day three, I think. And all of a sudden, the, <laughs> the doors have opened for forever, all the little families and all the kids that coming for breakfast. And Nathan and Billy are still in there drinking, going, <laughs> "Oh no, it's daytime." So little things like that, but it was it was just a different feeling. Obviously, all their families were up there, so and we were sort of in that little like I said, that little team room. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, partners and a lot of uh, kids getting around as well at the same time. So. Okay, Preston uh, nah, Campbell. No, it was unreal. It was,
6: uh, uh. <laughs> Preston Campbell celebrated yeah. the least, Isaiah, okay, because he's a family man. He's, he's not really a drinker and, and he's really hap- and comfortable in his own skin where he'd just go home whenever he wanted to. So is there one person that stands out that celebrated the least?
12: Um,
1: is, there an,
6: is there a person that just religiously go goes home? Up.
12: Oh no, nah, that'd be me. I'll put my hand up for that. I'm a, I'm a go I'm a go home I'm very comfortable in my skin and when I'm done, I'm done. Um, and there's no peer pressure or anything that can get me back into that once I've made my mind up. So uh maybe not that weekend, but um yeah, I'm probably the go home. Uh I go home pretty well uh on nights out when I've had enough. Um so I have to put my hand up. For it must the be thing. the
6: number thirteen jersey at Penrith because I was the same. <laughs> now uh did, yeah.
12: did you get a it's, tattoo? Um, did you get yeah. a tattoo or not? No, I haven't. I was late on the call. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get uh, the Bub's name somewhere and I'll get um, the premiership tattoo one as well. Maybe not as big as Nace. He's sort of covered up his whole side one of his ribs. Yeah, uh, There's a few sort of biceps mate, getting around. So um, if I had bigger arms, that might be all right for me. But I've got in <laughs> cotton. So I've got to try and figure out a spot. <laughs> I'll figure out a spot and I'll get it at some stage. So um, you can hold me to that.
6: Now, last night, Jose, we we picked a team of the biggest melons, the biggest heads in the history of rugby league. And we come up with a number of players. We've got a lot of nominations from our listeners. And it's not the size of the head in relation to how how round it is. It can also be how long. Yeah. Would your, would your co-captain and, and best mate, Nathan Cleary, would, would have you nominated him for a big head award? Uh, I don't
12: know. It's, it's, it's his chin that makes it probably a little yeah. bit bigger. Mm. Um, no, I don't. Maybe for a half and He's got a long head, I guess. But, yeah, the team plays a big part in that. So. Yeah, him and Luke no, Brooks. I don't know. It's, um, yeah, uh, yeah I, reckon, I reckon Brooks would be a bit longer
6: head than him. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Now, uh, you lost a lot of players, um, really good players as well, of course. Um, uh, you've got uh, Matty Burton that's gone, Kurt Catewell, Naden as well. But does the production line of, of the Penrith Panthers just keep rolling on where you can replace these players? I mean, Burton's going to be a huge loss, but... Um, you've got a, a lot of players coming through the, the through the system.
12: Yeah there is and that's something I think Penrith as a, as a club really prides itself on. I think um, we've definitely benefited from that over the, the last few years, the production line we've got. So like you said they're obviously big losses. it's hard to replace them Matt Burton, um, kurt Kawell or Paul Mongrowski, those kind of players. but but that's just, that's the reality and that's just what we've got to do. so um, yeah there's obviously some exciting youngsters. Um, coming through that will obviously fill in those positions. I think uh, Isaac Tago will play a major role in the team this year. Uh, yeah, I just think he's he's got so much potential and showcased a little bit last year, but another preseason under his belt and then uh, more of an opportunity, I, I think he'll go really well. So, yeah, like you said, they're big losses, but uh, we're fortunate enough that um, we've got a big nursery out here in Penrith that's sort of stretching out even over the Blue Mountains into the Central West where I'm from. And, um, yeah, obviously it's yeah exciting times for a lot of the young boys coming through.
6: Is... Is Tago I was going to ask you about, is there a play that we don't know a lot about that we're probably going to hear and know a lot more by the time the 2022 seasons has um, been played out? Is, is Tago one of those players or is there someone else that comes to mind that you see on a daily basis that we don't know much about?
12: Yeah, he's probably the one. He's a silent assassin as well. He, I don't think you'll get much from him in, interview-wise and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, look, it, yeah, if he stays fit and healthy, uh, I've seen him playing just about every game for us this year and and having to play a big, um, big part in that. So, look, I think he's only nineteen or twenty. Strong as Knox, um, probably a little bit unassuming. Like he's not the biggest bloke, but just ridiculously, ridiculously strong. Really mature head, and um, yeah, look, I think he's probably the one um, for the fans to look out for. It's um, yeah, no, really looking forward to seeing how he goes. And look, he's probably the first one that springs to mind. We've got a couple of um, young middles, uh, Lindsay Smith. Um, another pre-season under his belt and he's going really well, but it's just been hard with the COVID. It's just, mm. it's, the boys have sort of missed out on two years of footy really. So I think the first month or two will sort of really help um, everyone find their feet, whether it be in New South Wales, couple of Jersey flag, and then well, there's always injuries throughout the season. So there'll be people getting opportunities. Uh, but yeah, look, I think first things first, they just want to go play football wherever that is.
6: Yeah, exactly. Now, Fox League have these these great, um, sort of like a documentary, they're called Fox League Theatres, where they go back and they look at some great games and the players are able to dissect the game. Now, on Saturday night, it's going to be your grand final. Are, are you part of the, the players that, that participated in that Fox Fox League Theatre? Yes,
12: yeah, so I was a part of it. I think there was six of us, I think. That mm-hmm. um, so was good fun. It was probably the first time I'd actually watched it back properly. Um, you sort of missed little things, but... Um, it's good hearing different perspective. Uh, we probably yeah, you can't give too much away in it as well though. So we probably didn't talk too much about our game plan or anything, sort of sort of moments and, and gave the Rabbitohs a wrap when we could.
6: Yeah, is there something from the game, Isaiah, that that probably we didn't see, and now you watch it back on on film? Is there a, a play in the game that that not anyone watching the game may have picked up? I, I remember in two thousand three there was a you know, we saw Luke Prittis. Throw these beautiful passes and score a try and, and have a hand in two other tries, but he 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 pulled off this tackle that no one ever spoke about on Craig Wing uh, in the southeastern corner. Is there anything in the game that you saw as a player that no one's really spoken about? Is there anything that comes to mind?
12: Yeah, well, there's that one just before half time with kick out. So he put on a good shot on Jai Arrow. And sort of Jesse was tired by that stint with a couple minutes to go and was just sort of trailing back. Um, probably missed his assignment a touch, and all of a sudden they've made a line break down there, but he was the one who covered across. Yeah. All of a sudden we've got the ball and we're attacking with a minute to go instead of defending our line. That was probably a big one that wasn't really spoken about, and it's because it's in the first half. Mm. I thought that was a massive play, obviously, that pulled a shot off, sort of missed his assignment, but not lose his head there and still cover, make a dive in tackle. I think he, maybe on Paul, Paulo. I think it was. Yep. yep. Um, and obviously, if we get the ball back and all of a sudden, we're, we're attacking where we could have been defending our line for the last couple of minutes. And look, you, you just don't know with the attacking the, uh, attacking prowess of the Rabbitohs there. So that was probably a big one that wasn't discussed too much. I just thought defensively, like we were clunky in attack, but probably the second half of the season, but particularly in that finals period. But I just thought our defense, was moments like that, Matty Burton come up with a couple of crackers, uh, dragging people over the sideline. Um, yeah, they, they just played such an important role. They get spoken about their tackle all the time, but I just thought that was just we really run that won that on our defence, which is so so pleasing and something I'm, I'm very proud of.
6: Now the Mount Druitt trio, Crichton, Luai, and and also Toto, they, have they got anything planned for 2022? They'll, they would have been coming up with something, some sort of new <laughs> song or a dance or whatever it may be. We got anything planned?
12: Uh, you wouldn't know you. You sort of just let them do their own thing. They they help me though. We do those Channel Nine promos and that sort of stuff. And yeah, I think they Are you not, dancer? I'm not, You're not a dancer. A oh. dancer. <laughs> no, I'm neither. No, I'm neither. Maybe after a couple of beers, I might sort of swing my hips a little bit. But that's about it. <laughs> but um, no, they take the reins of that. So <laughs> you, I um, I you, thank them a lot. For you that. would be a gawky and, and 9 six foot box. Be there, looking their lips.
6: You'd be a gawky six foot could four you dancer. It? I, don't oh, <laughs> I can imagine you at the Dubbo Workers yeah. Workers Club I <laughs> on a Friday night.
12: <laughs> So there's one nightclub in Dubbo, and then I reckon as I got older, I'd find myself crouching down a little bit more so my head wouldn't be above everyone else's <laughs> while I tried to dance. Uh, and, no, and zero rhythm as well. So, yeah. yeah, you could have just imagined how that would have looked. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they are probably, yeah, just sort of let them do their own thing. And it's just all natural. Like, it's not just for the cameras or anything. Like, what you see um, in all those promo stuff is exactly what we deal with every day training. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, look, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's very fun.
4: Are you um, are you turning out for the Char- uh, for the Panthers against the Sharks this weekend in the preseason trial, or are you waiting till the second one? Uh,
12: yeah, so not playing this one, um, waiting for the Paris. So um, I think it was a bit similar to last year. A lot of the younger boys will miss sort of football um, because of the COVID. They obviously got a, a really good opportunity this week, and um, I think they sort of go with your top twenty. 22 I think next week so that'll be sort of our big trial and I think sort of most teams will do that too just without everything's gone with the COVID um, over the last couple of years just give the younger boys a crack and get them some more minutes and go from there so I'll be be there cheering them on and and looking forward to it Uh, Just watched
6: you score a try in a replay of a game in 2018 against Manly at Brookvale Oval there you go There you go look at that
12: I don't get many, and I don't
4: remember that, so <laughs> right. that. Now listen, as a dad of uh, of a girl now and Sats and I both have girls, you've got to start working on your dance moves because you've been doing a lot of dancing in the lounge room. Uh, I was I had to suffer through Taylor Swift when my girls were very young, so you, you better start working on those moves,
6: mate. He'd be a country music man oh, it gar- it,
4: little girls don't dance to Garth Brooks mate, all right.
12: No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I best start practising then.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, uh, look, thanks for your time on Sports Day today. Good luck. Round one, not too far away. Thursday, March 10, the Panthers and the Seagulls. What a blockbuster at uh, Blue Bet Stadium, mate. Good luck mm-hmm. uh, for 2022.
12: Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me, Tuck.
4: You're listening to Sports Central on SEN. Jason Matthews here this afternoon on 1170 SCN, SCNQ, and also on the SCN app on SCN Fanatic. This guy last night had a 40th birthday party. I wasn't invited. In fact, a few of us at SCN weren't invited along to his 40th birthday party. Brooksy, hello. How are you?
7: <laughs> hey, Jason. How you doing? Thanks for the uh, intro. Um, yeah, you know, you go not invite the world. Um, but so, I thought yeah. I thought we're
4: well, mates. I thought you and I were mates. I thought we had a bond. I thought, you know, as uh, uh, as staff here at SCN, I thought I just thought we had a little bit more than that. But I clearly got that wrong. Happy fortieth, by the way. I won't let that ruin our relationship. <laughs> and I know you're on holidays now too, uh, so I yeah. really appreciate you coming on to talk about the NBA. Who's going to look after oh, uh, Joel and Fletch while you're away?
7: Don't know. I think we're like you used to do back in the 70s and 80s. The um, inflatable pilot style in the producer chair. They're just going to put the <laughs> like flying high. the producer and <laughs> flying high. Yeah, airplane as they call it in the states. Don't put Gibbo Captain in Ovo. charge. That'll be
4: a mess. <laughs> yeah, Gibbo's. Gibbo's, oh
7: Gibbo's oh looking God. after it. Yeah, Gibbo. Oh no. he's, he's, he's learned from the best. And now he's going to pass the best and become the best producer
4: in the industry. There you go. We're all out the door, mate. <laughs> if he
7: if he goes well,
4: Brooksy, uh the NBA. I, I just want—I know the All Stars are on. We'll get onto that in just a moment. Uh, but Josh Gideon, Yeah. I mean, this this kid, nineteen years of age, he is unbelievable. Obviously, an Aussie. That's why we talk about him a lot. Three yeah. triple doubles in a row. One. In his first ever game at Madison Square Garden, uh, the fact that he's not even favourite to win Rookie of the Year is is
7: ridiculous. What what's going on there? Well, that's a, like I've been saying to the boys because I obviously love my uh, basketball and I follow quite a few different pundits um, in on Twitter, and the like the vibe of Giddy now in the states everyone's loving what he's doing. There's clips of him, what he's passing, even on Miss Baskets. You're seeing all these journos and, and beat writers just in awe of him. Like, even the teams that cover the teams at the Thunder play, you see some sort of post-game tweet or message about, oh, and Josh Giddy is amazing to watch live. Like, this kid is so talented. He's going to be a star. Gazy on the um, Melbourne Drive show, the run home down there. Saying like he knew he was going to be good but not this good this early. And that I, oh, wow. I have the same the same view. Like I didn't think he'd be this good in his probably in his first few seasons. But you look at how he how he passes the ball. It's very much like Jason Kidd who was a who was a point guard, like Magic Johnson, like just having court vision, being able to see the whole court, everyone, wherever they are, his peripherals are great. And that is such a key to be a really good passer in the NBA and you see him cross-court passing through the key, through traffic, like, it's, it's amazing. He's Brooks, probably he, already he, in the top 10 passes in the NBA.
4: I don't know what you were doing at the age of 19, but I couldn't even find matching socks. You know, this guy, it's incredible. 19 years of age, achieving what yeah. he's achieving in a team that's not the greatest, to be to be honest, the uh, Oklahoma City, they're not the greatest team. So even that, it's elevated more... What can this kid do? What can he
7: do? Well, that's what he's, he's making these. Like, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. It is an average, mediocre team, OKC. Okay, so they've got him. Yeah, they they've are. got yeah. Shea Gildas Alexander, who their stars are. But you see what some of these players are doing on the squad. He's making him better. And that's such a key. And we've talked about him all year because I know you've been talking about him and wanted to follow him and stuff. Like the key thing is, they're trying to. They've got all the draft picks. They're trying to get some stars through the draft, but also through free agency because they have cleared a lot of cap space and they're taking on expiring contracts. What he's going to do is probably enable them in the next few years to compete, like with Gilchrist Alexander. With him, maybe get a veteran, another good draft pick in the next few years, because they're going to be on these rookie contracts, like Giddy and these new guys coming through in the next couple of years. They're actually going to probably make a championship run in a couple of years off the back of how good this kid's been so quickly. So it's going to be interesting to see what the GM Sam Presti does with the Thunder over the next few seasons. Because at the end of the day, your championship window could be one or two years. It could be 10 years, like what we're sort of seeing with the Warriors and and what they're doing. But you've got to yeah. take your chances yeah. when you can. And I think Sam Presti's going to go, let's turn these draft picks into stars now and let's really like let's really run this. Gildress Alexander-Giddy era and see what we can do in the West.
4: If you were uh, a person like me, love your sport. I, I don't mind the NBA. I'm not a big lover of it. But you know what? I've started following this kid, as you mentioned. I'm falling in love with the game. If you don't have a team, get on board OKC, as you, as you said, because in the next two to three years, who knows where they're going to be at. Let's talk about the NBA All-Stars. Uh, what can we expect this weekend? Uh, please, It's it's nothing like the Pro Bowl, is it, in the in the NFL?
7: It's a, it's going to be offense. There's no defense played in the game. There's some. There's a little. Like, see, I started watching this celebrity game. It is. Po- it was potentially one of the worst televised games of sport in the history What's of broadcast that? TV. It was shocking. It was horrendous. Like, it's schoolies sorry, for the NFL. That's all it is. It's schoolies. The, and and it's yeah. It, it needs to be stopped and and stopped quickly. <laughs> and they need to put in an event with actual basketballers. Like watching Machine Gun Kelly run around. He he got yeah. at the start of the game. He asked the ref, "Which way am I running?" First thing, when you know in basketball, <laughs> where your player's tipping off, he's facing the way you're going. The ref tells him where they're going, and then he runs in the opposite direction when the <laughs> ball hit. I don't, like, that to me was immediate. Like, it was funny. But um, I think they need to get rid of this event straight away. Maybe put in another event around the players. This Rising Stars format that's on at the moment, really good. I like Four that. Four teams, yeah, which allows 28 guys to be yep. showcased. We're seeing one of the guys, so Josh Giddy came through an NBA academy, right, that was set up in mm. Australia. There's another kid in this game, Dyson Daniels, and Aussie that went through the same academy that's getting an opportunity to play with some rookies and sophomores the first and second years, which is great. Like you're seeing these yeah. young guys, it, more, it allows more players to be showcased, get more time on the court because there's seven players in their team. So it's great. Yeah. You're going to see all 28 players. It's a knockout t- t- uh, format. So you've got to, to get teams on at the moment. The winner will play the winner of the next game in a final. It's great. I think it's great. You yeah. get to see more of these young players play. Maybe we can expand that more instead of seeing Machine Gun Kelly and Miles Garrett from the um, Cleveland. Although he did do a good dunk today, I must admit. But yeah, yeah like, but let's still, get rid still. of the right. celebs that aren't actually celebs.
4: Brooksy, I'm getting the wind
7: up. We've got to go. Uh, enjoy your holiday. Yeah. Are we
4: catching up for a, a coffee, mate?
7: Yeah, yeah, I'm at the airport now. I'm waiting to go through Rightio. security. Um, oh, wait, I'm okay, getting waved in. That. Okay, I might not see you. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah, if I, if yeah. I make it up All there, right. I'll, I'll definitely get a copy.
4: <laughs> All right, Brooksy, producer of uh, Joel and Fletch. Enjoy your holiday, mate, and thanks for the NBA update.
7: No probs. Anytime, Jace.
4: You're listening to Sports Central on SCN. Hey, you sure are. Welcome back to it. Jason Matthews here this afternoon. Want to get involved, Oh, four, five, seven. 736-736 is our text or you can call us one one 1170 A bit of a, an update for you with some sporting events happening. Uh, New Zealand have won by an innings and a stack of runs. <laughs> they belted. South Africa in the first test in New Zealand. Uh, the Kiwis made 482. South, uh, South Africa 95 and 111. Tim Southey, second innings, 5 for 35. Well done. Well done to the Kiwis, one up in that test series. In Sheffield, Shield, I can tell you it's lunch at the SCG. I don't know what's going on with that rain delay this morning. New South Wales, 276 in their first innings. Tassie, a two for 24 at the SCG. Caleb Jewell, nine, not out. And Mac Wright, 11, uh, not out in that match. Uh, Victoria versus Queensland. Queensland made 349. For those listening through SENQ, in Brisbane on DAB Plus and on the app, uh, yeah, good innings from uh, Queensland. Uh, Travis Dean and Marcus Harris are at the crease for Victoria. Of course, Travis Dean is the player came in for Will Pekoski. They're none for seven. And good news for the Aussies at the USPGA Genesis Open. Adam Scott in uh, equal fourth, I think it is, nine under. And Cam Smith, seven under. He's in tied for seven. That's the music. Our oh, Super Rugby Pacific starting real soon. We'll update you on that next with Drew Mitchell. This is Sports Central on SEN. Back shortly.
3: You're listening to Sports Central on SEN.
4: Third big hour of the show. We're here till 4 o'clock this afternoon on 1170 SEN, SENQ, um, and also on the SEN app on SEN Fanatic. Jason Matthews here for your Saturday Arvo. Coming up real soon, Chris Nelson uh, will give us uh, some tips for the remainder of the afternoon. He's got one up already, but it was a very, very, very short price favourite, so... We'll catch up with Chris with a new round of tips. Remember, gamble responsibly. Adam Peacock with an A-League update. Uh, Melbourne City beat Newcastle last night 3-0 and some big games coming up for the remainder of the weekend. We'll find out how their 60 games in 28 days is going. But last night, uh, we kicked it off. Super Rugby Pacific. Fantastic to see two new teams in the competition uh, the man who calls the games for Stan and is also joining us at SN with a new show. We'll get to that in just a moment. Played 71 caps for the Wallabies, 112 Super Rugby Games. As I say, nowadays you can hear him as a commentator. Drew Mitchell, thanks for joining us on Sports Day.
13: No worries. Thanks very much for having me.
4: A win for the Wallabies last night. Did I, did I read this right? They beat uh, Fiji and drew a 40-10 at Combank Stadium. Is that the first win for the Waratahs in 500 days?
13: Yeah, look, it's it's been a minute for the uh, for the guys in Sky Blue. Uh, last year was a pretty disappointing year to their own admission and all of us that support them as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got a new coach, uh, a number of players from last year, younger guys that were exposed to that level for the first time, now had a full season under their belt and they seem to have uh, sort of found their stride somewhat uh, It's early on and obviously up against the... The, the debutants, the Fijian Drua, um, last night, but um, yeah, they, they really sort of put out a good, solid first performance. Um, but yeah, for those guys and, and seeing the footage after the game of them singing the song, a few players didn't know the words, but uh, hopefully <laughs> you know, for, their, for their own sake, they get to uh, they get to sing a little bit more in the, in the coming weeks.
4: What was the win off the back of? Was it a dominant forward pack performance, Drew? I, from what I saw, they looked they looked like they were in control on the forwards.
1: Yeah, the set-piece is probably
13: um, what let the Fijian druid down, but also where the ascendancy came for the Waratahs at scrum time, line-out time. There's just too many errors from the Fijian boys, and, and it just meant that the uh, the Waratahs were able to put too much momentum and, and, and mounted pressure on, on the Fijian side. And Look, we know how good the Fijian boys are from, from broken play and, and turnover-type, um, unstructured footy, and the Waratahs just steered the game away from that, played a bit more structured game, set-piece to set-piece, and and then at the same time, uh, you know, came up with a little bit of flair of their own.
4: Um, is there a lot we can take from that win? I mean, it was against Virginia, you know, making their debut. On that performance last night, how do you think they might stack up against the other Australian teams and the other New Zealand teams?
13: Yeah, look, it's it's hard to say at this stage because we get to see anyone else play. Um, but, um, look, tonight the, the Reds versus the Rebels will, will give us an indication of where they're at and where the standard of uh, Super Rugby well, the Australian Super Rugby sides are up because the Reds obviously won last year and, and they'll obviously be looking to continue that form. But, yeah, it's probably a little bit too early to read into, but it's certainly um, more promising signs than than what uh, the Waratahs showed us last year.
4: What about the Fijian team? Uh, what can we expect from them and also Moana Pacifica this year in their first season? Yeah, look,
13: it's... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult. It, um, you know, the, the Fijian side, they've, they've gone with a, a really young squad. Only two players in their side the number eight, the captain, uh, Nangusa and, and baden Kerr the 10, have played in elite uh, professional rugby uh, tournaments around the world. So the other guys are all, that was their first exposure to, to top flight footy. Uh, but, you know, I think as the season goes on, we'll see them sort of start to feel a little bit more comfortable, start to look a lot more comfortable and find a little bit of cohesion in the way they play. And then, you know, as we know, the offloads will start to to, to come out and they'll sort of start to hit hit their strides. I think, you know, even... I spoke to Jake Gordon, the captain of the Waratahs, through the week, and he said the first game up against this Fijian side is the, t- the ideal time that you want to want to get them uh, before they've sort of had that time to click and, and find their rhythm. Uh, but, yeah, I think there's there's definitely some promising signs ahead for the Fijian side. And Moana Pacifica, they're having some uh, having some issues with-, with COVID throughout their camp, which is yeah, why they're I not playing that. this weekend. But they've got a good mix of, of um, some experienced players, like Sukopi Kepu that we know from Waratahs and Wallabies, of, of the past, Christian Lele Lufano from the Brumbies as well. So they've got some experience, but then I've also got uh, some really exciting young young players coming through as well. So I think for those two teams, it'll be hard going at the beginning of the year at least. And uh, I think they'll, they'll get a few scalps towards the back end of the season, I'm sure. So what, with
4: the competition, you've got your Australian-based teams here along with Fiji, and then you've got the other teams based in – it's in um, – whereabouts are they based we- in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, in Queenstown. So, so what happens when? When do we get to see the teams cross over and, and play against these? So the Australian teams and Fiji then play the New Zealand teams. What's what is the draw like for this year?
13: Yeah, well, I mean it's, it's a tricky one, and it's one where we've got to be you know quite fluid in terms of being able to adapt to the restrictions and the in that type of thing with the, the travel bubble between Australia and New Zealand. I think at the moment, um, there's no conference as, as, a, as Australia a New Zealand conference. That, that's been scrapped. It's just a, right. a, a competition of 12 teams. Well, what they're trying to do, I think, at least in the first three to four rounds, is play the local derby games as much, as, for as long as we can. And then hopefully by that time, we don't know, but um, perhaps the, the borders will open or there'll be some sort of exemptions for the teams to travel one way or the other. And then we can sort of start um, having those crossover games of the Australian and Fijian sides playing the, the Kiwis and the and Pacifica team. But at the moment, that's, that's sort of the, the idea is just to play the local-based derby games first. And then hopefully, um, you know, as this moving COVID piece that we've all been living through, hopefully there's a yeah. bit more clarity on that. And we can see we can see the the two, te- oh, the, the two sides of the Conference. competition play against one another.
4: Well, at least we won't be thumped by New Zealand teams. That that that's a, that's a positive for us out of here while we try. No, and at least they won't be thumped
13: by us. That's what we've got to look at. Oh we've yes, that's what, meant,
4: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I meant, Drew. That's what I meant. And good news too for for um, the Australian teams that the whole country now, as well, uh, is is open. And, and in particular, the Force. You know, they can they can actually from March four, I believe, play games at home, which is which is great news.
13: Yeah, it's fantastic for their supporters and also just the rugby community over there in, in WA, but also for that for that team. They they made the decision to come east and they've been basing themselves uh, here in Brisbane for a few weeks now. But now, and also doing that, not knowing necessarily if it was going to change um, at any point throughout the throughout the season. But uh, it's good news now. that uh, McGowan's let the, the the big wall down between WA and the rest of Australia, <laughs> and uh, and they'll be able to go back home and and play in front of their own fans. So. It's good for, yeah. for them, but it's also good for the competition as well. Absolutely. No
4: longer the People's Republic of uh, Western Australia. <laughs> Let's look at today's yeah. games, Drew. Uh, Chiefs and Highlanders, I think that game's underway any minute. How do you see that going?
13: Yeah, I, I quite like the Chiefs in this one. They uh, they've picked up one of the Highlanders' playmakers in Joshuani. He's going to start his first game for the Chiefs at number 10. Uh, they've got some, some really – yeah, just – Highlight like real tight players out wide. So, if he can get some ascendancy from his forward pack or at least parity from them up front, he'll be able to steer the ship around and, and unleash some of the, the players outside him. The Highlanders are always, they're just a hard, sort of gritty team. They'll be uh, hard at the breakdown, hard at the set piece, and they sort of just stick with you for a long time. But they've also got the capacity, like most Kiwi teams, to, to go the length as well. So, but they're, they're probably the least flairy side in terms of the Kiwi side. And so, like they just like that gritty, you know, from the south, uh, the farmers down there. and uh you know in Dunedin, they uh mm-hmm. yeah you know, like to sort of grind out a game but um yeah i, I kind of see the this going the chief's way i'm afternoon. looking forward to
4: this i'm looking i'm looking forward to the the next game uh there's four games today um the Crusaders and the hurricanes this is a cracker
13: yeah it's a it's a really it's an interesting one as well i mean Crusaders, they're always deserved favourites going into a competition. They've, they've just got such a great system there, and and you know we're a, they've got a players that retire and move on or move on to other teams. They've always got um, you know a plethora of options to kind of come through and 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 play you know their role in the team. And I think that's what they're really good at is they don't expect anyone to play anything more than just their role. And, and players understand that and go out there and execute it. So they're probably deserved favourites of the whole competition, and, and certainly going into tonight. But that being said, and you've got a team with. Artie Savir, his brother Julian Savir, he's back as well uh, from an extended, um, extended stint overseas. And then they've got plenty of firepower and, and um, advantage line runners in the, uh, in the midfield. And yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be a tough game, but I see it going the Crusade as well.
4: A couple of things to uh, look forward to this afternoon in, in Brisbane. You've got the Reds. Is it the classic Reds? The old timers? Yeah, the vintage red—that's
13: what we're calling it, uh, like a nice yeah. wine. You- a vintage red. We're hoping we get better with age, but we don't.
4: Are you playing in that game?
13: Yeah. Look, you—you you, you just said there. There's a few things to look forward to. I'm actually not because I don't have any uh, <laughs> any confidence in my body. I don't have. I'm, we're still unsure about. Um, it's obviously a game for the Tongan Relief Fund, which is you know yeah. a really good um, cause to be playing for. Toto Kefu basically got on the phones to everyone and said, "Guys, I want to put a game on." and try and raise some money for uh for his homeland. He's obviously the international coach of the Tongan uh side. And when Todai Kefu calls you and asks you to get involved in something, the only answer is yes. Uh yep. so there's yeah, there's a number of us um in the vintage red side and then there's a Todai Kefu uh Tongan select team as well, which is, you know, Radiki Samo, George Smith, um, you know, uh, Digby Yuani Jose Gear from the All Blacks are playing Andrew Walker as well. So there's there's some Jeez. great names. Only, yeah, I mean Trevor Lyota, he's a former Samoan uh, international at Hooker um, and he's bleached his hair and told everyone that he's ready to put some shots on (laughs) that he he used to do it yesterday, so we're um, we're actually honestly really quite nervous about um, what type of intensity we're expecting but I think that'll be judged by the first tackle of of the game and then we just sort of get on with it, but yeah, like I said, I'm I'm effectively donating a hamstring to the Tongan Charity Relief Fund because I have no confidence in my body whatsoever. I haven't even got into a trot in the last nine months. So oh, we'll see geez. how we go.
4: And isn't the Reds coach Brad Thorne on, on the bench?
13: Yeah, that's right. He's put his hand up as well again, like just because of the you know the nature of the cause. And also when Todd, I ask something, you, you say yes. And so yeah. Brad Thorne's going to have a bit of a run before his boys go out to warm up and, and play later on. So, Plenty to come out early at Suncorp, but it's also going to be broadcast on stand uh, after the main game, the, Re- uh, the Reds and Rebels match.
4: Oh, that's fantastic. And and look, what are we expecting for our SENQ listeners in Brisbane? What are we expecting from the Reds and the Rebels tonight? In particular, the Red season.
13: Yeah, I think, look, the Reds are well-positioned as well. They've got some great depth. They've established that over the last few years. Brad Thorne's done a great job of, you know, just backing his young fellas. And, you know, when I say young, they've kind of really sort of matured into you know, a really um, mature side. You've got James O'Connor at 10. You've got uh, Tate McDermott, co-captain with Liam Wright uh, at halfback and and open side, respectively. You know, when you've got players like Hunter Paisami, the Wallabies, and uh, Fraser McWright on the bench, you know that your team's in a pretty good position. So, look, the the Reds will look to to pick up where they left off last season. Um, That being said, the Rebels have kind of almost been the team that's promised a lot but never really delivered, but there's, you know, there's a, again a lot of potential coming out of out of their um, their side coming up north from Melbourne and um, Mati Taimua. We've got the, a new leadership group with Michael Wells as captain and vice captains Reese Hodge and Matt Phillips. So there's look there's plenty of there's plenty of big names going out there to play and there's plenty of experience, but there's also you know, plenty of excitement along uh, in both those two team lists as well. But yeah, you know, I think the Reds will be too strong tonight.
4: And that game will be on Nine Gem, and also Stan. And the and the final game of the four games uh, are the Brumbies the team uh, to beat this year as they take on the Force tonight.
13: Yeah, look, the Brumbies obviously Brumbies and Reds three games last year, and all all three games were decided after the 80th minute head to head. Yeah. So it's sort wow. of between yeah. those two in, in in terms of our side of the um, uh, the, the the ditch. But um, yeah, look, the, the Western Force again. Like they've they they we're really quite strong and towards the back end of last year and, and took some really big scalps and uh, you know, they'll be looking to improve even more so now. And, and also I think having that added injection of knowing that you're going to be able to go home and play in front of their sea of blue will, will certainly lift their spirits. And uh, yeah, the Brumbies look, they, we know what they've got. They've got a really strong forward pack. They've got a really strong set piece, but they've also got some players like Len Kitau, who just really you know came into his own last year in the Wallabies jersey. He'll be looking to continue that form uh, for the Brumbies and really start the, the season strong. So, yeah, look, it's it's a really really exciting weekend of footy, and, uh, and oh, I'm absolutely fantastic. thrilled to be a
4: part of it. Yeah, yeah, good on you. Now, listen, before I let you go, please explain to us the your rugby show, new rugby show that's going to be on SCN. Uh, it, it starts on I think Sunday, the twenty seventh. It's called the Show and Go with Jimmy and Drew. What can we expect?
13: Oh, look, yeah, exactly. It's it's just. Um, yeah, myself, myself, and and a friend Jimmy Galvin, who's the co-founder of uh, Aqua Rugby, which is on the fourth and fifth of March. But
0: we're yep. just
13: going to jump into the weekend of, of rugby, whether it's Super Rugby Pacific, the Super W, community rugby, anything talking point of, of rugby. We want to have engagement with our with uh, with the community as well, call-ins and all that type of thing. But look, it's going to be somewhat serious, but also a really light-hearted take on on the footy. And yeah, we just want to get um, want to get rugby out on the airwaves as much as possible. And uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to. Everyone joining us on Sunday, on their Sunday mornings between ten and eleven.
4: Mate, exciting times in Super Rugby with uh, with the new competition. Drew, good luck, mate. Don't hurt yourself in the uh, in the <laughs> right, Reds.
13: I'll, I'll try not to, but I'm, unfortunately I think it's just uh, yeah, it's it's a matter of when, not if.
4: Yeah, well, uh, probably. And mate, ice bath
13: tomorrow. Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah, 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 I do, and I never like them then, but I think it'll be my friend tomorrow.
4: <laughs> Drew Mitchell, thanks for your time on Sports Central, and good luck tonight.
13: No worries. Thanks very much.
4: Cheers, Drew Mitchell there. It is an exciting time in in rugby and it it needs this injection. Brand new competition with Fiji and Drua and also Moana Pacifica. Pity we didn't get to see them this weekend take on the Blues uh, due to COVID. COVID ruins everything, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, looking forward to seeing those games. Of course, you can see them on Stan and and also on Nine Gem. We better get to a break. This is Sports Central on SENQ eleven seventy SEN and also SEN Fanatic. When we come back, Chris Nelson's got some tips for us. Get a pen and paper ready. Next here on Sports Central.
3: You're listening to Sports Central on SEN.
4: Gotta ask yourself, where's the day going? Welcome to it, Saturday afternoon. This is Sports Central. 11.70 SEN, SENQ and SEN Fanatic on the SEN app. If you haven't got the SEN app, download it. I tell you what, I'm not just saying this because I work here and they pay the rent, but it's a great app. All the latest sports news, podcasts. You can stream any of our SEN stations around Australia and New Zealand at any time. Download the SEN uh, app from wherever you get your uh apps from, whether it's Google Play or the Apple store. Chris Nelson's joining us now. Um I know he's got one winner up today so far. I think there's only one that's one tip that's run so far, and that was that $1.40 pop, wasn't it, mate?
8: Well I think it went around Joseph $1.20 or $1.25. So ridiculous odds, but it won. So winner's a winner.
4: Well you did say, Nelson, that it was um it was a really good horse to have in your multi. So you could use that just to fatten up uh, any other yes. tips today or any other bets you're having. Remember, gamble responsibly everyone. Don't go out and be stupid. Yes. Uh, and these no, tips was... they're on you, <laughs> not on Chris Nelson. <laughs> that's right, right, that's right. I'm glad you said that. But no, you're
8: right. right. It was a, a definite multi builder, that horse, so, at that price. So anyway, it won, so we're off to a we're off to a flyer, Jace.
4: On fire. So We've got a – a, a, let's go to Melbourne. Have you got any tips? Uh, there's some group one races down there today. Of course, uh, the big one, uh, Nature Strip is in. What's that, what's that race called again, mate? Um, the
8: Black Caviar Lightning, race number seven. That,
4: that's it. You, you don't want to tip anything in this race because it's, it's hard oh. to argue for any of the horses because there's so many good horses there. But That's the problem. But, but mm. Nature Strip, mm. the best sprinter, he should win that. Well, yes, you would think so, but uh,
8: as, you, as I keep saying, you keep looking at these other horses: Mars Crusader, Eduardo, um, Home Affairs. They're all top-class sprinters, and if he's not quite at uh, at his best, well, he might uh, he might be vulnerable. But look, you know, he is he is the class sprinter in the country, and he's probably the class sprinter in the world. So, if I was going to, if you were going to twist my arm in any way, Mm-hmm. I'd be with him, but um, the, it's very, uh, very difficult to. But without confidence, it, you can't. Pot, it, yeah, you, it's very hard to pot anything in the race. There's a couple there that are probably out of their depth, but really, the, apart from you know three or four, or probably three at the most, there's there's not any there you can really have a negative about. So, as I said to you earlier, it's just one of those races. You don't have to bet in every race, as we know, Joe. Sometimes what? it's just
4: good to watch them. Okay, I'll take, you, I'll take your I'll take advice on that. <laughs> yeah, he's sounding like my wife now. Now listen, can I, I, I'm going to ask you a question without notice here. No, um, for the sprinters, straight track, is that would Nature Strip prefer a straight track or, or a home bend?
8: Well, I don't think it worries Nature Strip too much. His record right. uh, at Flemington down the straight, he's had um, where are we? He's had eight goes here at Flemington for six wins in a second and uh, there you go. that tells you that he loves the straight track at Flemington. So that's not a problem for him at all. So, yeah, that's not going to stop him okay. today. So, yeah, some horses Any are better tips? going around. Yeah, some horses are going better going around the turn. Others don't mind it going straight. Melbourne, right. no, nothing for Melbourne.
4: I can feel okay, you for confidence in other places. Yes. Okay, let's move to all Sydney. Right, what do you got there?
8: Race six is the Silver Slipper Stakes. It's a group two race worth a quarter of a million dollars. I like Hi. Now, you're probably going to say, where's that? It's number 11. It's spelled O-J-A-I, but the uh, pronunciation is High. I like the first up run. Uh, ran fifth at Rose Hill. That was a good, solid performance running on. Now, it was very hard to run on that day. As we know, there was plenty of horses that couldn't. It ran uh, fifth behind. I'm looking for the horse. No, Queen of, Queen of the Ball, which is a very strong form race. Now, the sectionals home are very strong. You can make ground at Rose Hill today. I think it will be very hard to hold out. So we'll back him at an each-way price, race six, number 11, high. Now, the obvious mm-hmm. is going to be Animo in race eight. This is, this is the horse that really excites me. Out of all the, the horses in the country that I love to watch, I think this is my number one Animo because I think he'll end up uh, being a champion. Uh, he ran second in the Cox Plate, as we know, last spring, protested. Didn't get the protest. There's argument there that he should have got it. He didn't. That's history now. He resumed with a good third a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, running on in that uh or on that day where it was hard to make ground here at Rose Hill. His sectionals home were very strong. He gets to fourteen hundred meters here today and that's going to suit him down to the ground. But again, you'll be taking a bit of uh tomato sauce odds about him, Jace, but I think you'll be winning. Yeah, around a dollar
4: fifty five, I think, at the moment. Is he really
8: uh Nelson? Yeah. Okay. Well, he was around, around $1.75, $1.80 uh, earlier. So, uh, obviously, the money's come for him. So, had I known that he'd been that price, I probably wouldn't have tipped him to you. But
4: he'll still win. Well, right, that's, that's up to our listeners whether they want to do that. Gamble responsibly. Rightio, let's move north to uh, the Sunshine Coast where you don't normally have a lot of luck on your home track. You are based on the Sunshine Coast. And, but and- today, one for one so far.
8: And look, we were three from three last night, so it was a good, it's been a good twenty four hours at the sunshine. Where station. were those so tips? We, I don't Were they well,
4: in my phone? Know, I'm just ask. having a look. I'm just having a
8: you look. Didn't, like,
4: they were plastered all over
8: social media and I know you're a social media nut, so you oh, must
4: please. Looked. Please. I try to <laughs> all right, avoid here we that go. like the
8: plague. Yes. <laughs> Race four number two, which is coming up at one fifty three Queensland time, so not far away of value. Race four, number two, Mishani Untamed is looking for 1,600 metres. She gets it today. She ran on really well at the end of 1350 at Doomban last time. Uh, she was tailed off early, couldn't keep up. But uh, that last little bit, she made good ground into third. So she'll be suited here at 1,600 around this bigger track of the Sunshine Coast. She's double figures each way, race four, number two. Race six, uh Yeah, that's in about
4: 20, 20-something minutes. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Race six, number four, Dream Reacher. Jaden Lloyd rides. Uh, got the money for us, if you remember, Jace a couple of weeks ago at Doomben, mm-hmm. was in a hopeless fight, back on the fence. Uh, tickets were confetti, but Jaden Lloyd somehow got off the fence, and he weaved his way through. And uh, Dream Reacher was able to get up in the last stride. Now this is a stronger race. He's up against uh, F Troop, who is uh, a well performed horse. Great TV course, show. Uh, that was one of the
4: best TV shows growing up. F Troop. No, yeah, and I didn't watch F Troop. I was more of a it, get what?
8: smart.
4: Man. You could, you know, you could watch more than one TV show. There's no rule. Yeah, I did. I watched a lot of them, but F Troop wasn't one. It was
8: put that in the same sort of um, basket as Goma <laughs> Pile.
4: Mate, <laughs> look, you didn't, you didn't want these guys on the front line defending the line, but, no. but you, like, it, it was still, it was still funny to watch. I can't believe you didn't watch F Troop. Well, well you, you know what else ban. I couldn't
8: stand. You know what? what else I couldn't stand? You might ban me for longer here, Mash.
4: You're out. You are now banned for a month. How could you not like Hot Lips Hula Hand? She got me through my oh, teenage no. years.
8: <laughs> I don't want to know any more about that. But uh, no, I wasn't a fan. Still, aren't, still can't watch it. Never.
4: Unbelievable. Anyway, that, that last episode of Mash—that's one mm. of the most highest-rating television shows in the history of television. What do you think, yeah, well, it listeners? Wasn't in my house. O four five seven seven three six seven three six. What are your thoughts of Chris Nelson this afternoon slamming Mash? I'm I'm working out something here, mate. Yeah. Not not many comedies. You weren't a fan of many comedies. Although Get oh, I love Smart
10: Comedies.
4: Get Smart was exceptional. Absolute but yeah, you could was... watch Get Smart, F Troop, and yep. MASH. You know that. Yep,
8: yep, definitely. Um <laughs> No, I like the comedies. I was a I was a fan of Bewitched and I was a fan of Partridge Family and Gilligan's Island. Partridge
10: Family! No, oh, the fantastic. worst show ever.
4: Oh God, no. let's move on. So Dream Reach is up against F Troop.
8: <laughs> yeah, and Dream Reach can beat F Troop. F troops a risk at fourteen hundred for mine and four kilos in Dream Reach's favour. Uh swings me certainly uh clearly his way. So he's the best bet of the day, I think, now. Uh, race six number four and the other one each way, race four number two, Mashani and Time they're
1: tougher races you go
8: uh, the last three as we get towards the end. But may be something each way. Race eight, number six, Shamrock Lou for Tony Gollan and Jim Byrne. But I'll, it's not one of my major bets of the day, but I think it'll run well and you can back it each way at around
4: $7. Rightio. So let's just quickly roll through those. Sydney, race six, number 11, high. Race eight, number one, Animo. And then Sunny Coast, uh, race four, number two, Mashani. And race six, number four, Dream Reacher. And Mashani's in each way.
8: Mashani is in each way. And just before I go, Jase, there is a race coming up at the Gold Coast in five minutes. Mm. Uh, and there was a horse here by the name... Number two, this race is running very late, probably half an hour or so. But number two, Brailler, was $1.35 this morning, completely unbackable. It's formed so much better than the rest of them. I note it is $1.75 now. So uh, for those that don't mind the, uh, the red figures, it should be winning too.
4: Yeah, so that's the delayed race one on the Gold Coast, Correct.
8: It is, yeah. We're way behind there. I don't know what the issue was, but, yeah, right. delayed. On a soft five, Brailler for, uh, for Noel Callow should be winning that first race, and it's more of a backable
4: price now. Beauty, mate. All right, that sounds pretty good to me. Thank you very much. We appreciate your tips. Uh, we won't get you to do a TV review. I suppose Bewitched <laughs> was lousy I as well. I loved it. Oh, no, it was great. And i, I got the genie? Uh,
8: box set here. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Didn't mind that. Didn't, You've didn't got worry. the box set. Yeah, it's here if you want to borrow it. Anyone wants to borrow it, they can just give me a haul and I'll rent it
4: out. You can actually follow Chris Nelson on Twitter too, Queensland Trials, oh. at Queensland Trials, oh. and you can actually see – I saw a video of you today online yeah. sitting by yeah. your pool in your mansion yeah. up on Coolum yeah. Hill with a yeah. pink flamingo just floating past in the background. Yes. How can I take you
7: seriously? <laughs> you
8: probably can't. It's a problem. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it. That's if it, it was my house. I might have gone to someone else's house to film that. I just live in a tin
4: shack, mate. You need to have. There's an opportunity here for you to have sponsorship mm-hmm. just float past every every yeah, weekend. Like, right. Get a local, get a local butcher on board and have a big inflatable <laughs> T-bone steak with the name of the butcher shop. <laughs>
8: that's not a bad idea, Jase. I think I'll get on to that. That's a very this good idea. Be, you should be. A, you can be my manager. Be I like that. Yeah.
4: All right, I'll take, I'll take 80%. No, not a problem. But, mate, well, well, how about we put together a, uh, a hot list of uh, potential sponsors? You should do it. I'm, I'm serious. Well, at like this a, stage, a,
8: 80% and nothing isn't much. <laughs> it's nothing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. All
4: right, mate, we better let you go. Chris Nelson, uh, appreciate your time on Sports Central. Good luck. Remember, all jokes aside, gamble responsibly this afternoon. Thanks, mate. Definitely. Thanks, Jay. Cheers. There you go. What else could we get, Chris Nelson? To actually advertise in his backyard, I mean a a cart and a beer and big inflatable. That's a that's a given. There's a million alcohol companies. That's easy. Maybe oh look, I need coffee. Maybe a coffee company. I don't know. Uh, we better get to a break. This is Sports Central on 1170 SEN SENQ and also SEN Fanatic. When we come back, Adam Peacock's got an A League update for us next here on Sports Central.
6: Thanks to the Daily Telegraph Supercoach, you can win the tour to unveil footy's Holy Grail. Join NRL legends of the game for an action-packed two-hour bus ride. Plus, every winner receives a footy prize pack worth over $500. For your chance to win, listen to SEN Breakfast next week.
2: This year, you can win the Holy Grail of fantasy footy, and it means everything. Yep, along with 50 grand, you can win the first ever Holy Grail Chalice for KSC Supercoach NRL. Play now at supercoach.com.au. Conditions apply. Use South Wales Authority number, TP slash 0100.
3: You're listening to Sports Central on SCN.
4: Welcome back to Sports Central. 1300 01 1170 is our number if you want to get involved in the show, or you can shoot us a text 0457 736 We've got a text here from Martin. Always good to hear Jalissa apps on uh, 1170 SCN. Yeah, we had a great chat with Jalissa earlier. We we're talking about. Um, uh, all things rugby league and the trials this weekend, and, and her predictions on how some of the teams will go. Jalissa's great. And if you're a big Jalissa fan, of she, of course, will be uh, joining us on uh, SEN throughout winter um, uh, with crunch time. She'll be hosting that on Saturday afternoons here on SEN. Uh What else? Oh, what was this? Oh, Adam uh, Martin, you were driving home from cricket coaching duties. Good on you, mate. What side are you coaching? Interesting to know. Adam Peacock's joining us now on S C N. Adam, if you you coach kids sport, don't you? Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> but you were, weren't you? weren't you doing it a couple of years ago or something?
14: Yeah, I was I was helping um down at Manley United with a, a bit of football but I don't have time anymore because um, you've got to coach on Saturday mornings and I've got better things to do. <laughs> no, not
11: well, better of things course, to do, but I've got other things to do on a Saturday morning. I was going to so. say, that's a
4: bit harsh, yeah. isn't it? Those poor kids. No, um, no, no. Of <laughs> course, you, you are the host of the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, which I love on SCN. It's on Before Me. And and I love, um, mate, I, I, I never thought I'd ever say this publicly, but I love your chat. You have with the bloke in Brisbane who's the lawn, who's a what is he, the the president of oh, the Lenny. lawnmowers? Lenny. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. good is he, mate? Like, I never thought yeah, grass yeah. would be interesting. <laughs>
14: well, it depends what uh, type of grass you're talking about. Yeah, no, I'll reword uh, <laughs>
4: that. I didn't think lawn would be interesting.
14: No, he's um, he's great, Lenny. He gave some good tips this morning. About, he, he actually gave us a tip this morning about the fact that you, because I was always one of this is there's too much you can do with lawn, and there is like um, apparently if you give, you can like stop it growing. You can put some stu- stuff on it like up there in Brizzy. I'm sure in the middle of February, um, you don't need to be putting fertiliser on your lawn because it's growing at a rate of night. So um, apparently, you absolutely can put some stuff up on there that kind of makes sure you don't need to mow it three times a week,
4: which is well, handy. I, I, I'm, I'm based out of our Gold Coast studios, and we sold our house. Uh, in December. So we just, we bought this little, you know, townhouse and we don't have lawn. We Mm -hmm. have decking and concrete and, but we wanted to put a little patch of grass in just for the dog so the dog could do its business, right? My missus has just, she went and got it because I'm lazy. She went to Bunnings, picked up, you know, some, you know, that turf that's already ready, rolled them down. It's growing on rocks. That's (laughs) how humid, that's how humid it is up here. It just grows. It'll grow on anything. It's incredible.
14: That is incredible. That is that is amazing. It's pretty humid down in Sydney today, I'll let me tell you. So yeah, the, the yeah,
2: lawn um, storms around. It?
4: My eyes. Hey, hey, listen, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you um I don't know if you heard this earlier. Chris Nelson, I was just talking to him. He, he gave us some tips, so happy to give those yeah. to you if you want them. But uh, he didn't he didn't like Mash or F <laughs> he did Oh yeah, just everyone, hold on a second, I was gonna give Adam Peacock yeah. the tips. Um mate he didn't <laughs> like Mash, he didn't like Mash or F Troop. He what? He didn't like the T V shows MASH or F Troop. Um
14: I'm I'm yeah, stunned I
4: was a big MASH fan. Oh God, get off. Yeah, sorry. Um, I didn't mind. I was more happy days after school. Yeah, I liked happy days as well, yeah. All right. I would hey, to Happy you
7: want... Days after school.
4: Yeah. yeah, happy days was good. Very good. Although I'm a bit creeped out by Fonzie setting up an office in the in the girls' toilets. I'm a bit creeped out about that. Um, and the
14: fact that he was forty three and hanging around with um, high school students, teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: mate. What are yeah, you listening to story. in the back? What are you listening to in the background? There, some radio going. I just
14: walked into my bed. No, I just walked into my bedroom and I got the races on, so I just turned it down. All right,
4: good on you. So, yeah. Let's talk so about A League, mate. How how are we going with the sixty games in twenty eight days? No postponements due to COVID yet?
14: Uh, no, because everyone's had COVID, so they can do what they want. I yeah, right. It's, it's ripped through all of this. Anyone who didn't get it um, simply are not going to get it, I think, during uh, during that period over January. It was it was really unfortunate. It's a bit like what happened in the Big Bash, um, except the Big Bash pushed on and just got um, reserves in. They didn't want to do that with the A-League, obviously. It's, it's just too damn hard. So uh, they, they had to postpone at the height of when, you know, school holidays and they were going to do a big marketing push and get people to games. And I think they were set up for a reasonably... Um, Enjoyable kind of period over that over that time. They had to call like half their games off, even even more. So it was really unfortunate. But now mm. um, they're back and they're trying to squeeze them all in because they've got a, an end date for the A League. They've got to finish by the end of May um, because right. of the international calendars that happen. So it's it's really difficult to run a competition wherever it is. I think we're light at the end of the tunnel with all of that, and um, they're just trying to push on as much as they can. There was a few games this afternoon. We're looking forward to.
4: What's it mean for Perth Glory now that the WA border is reopening on March 4? The People's Republic oh. of Western Australia, the Great Wall is is coming down. Yeah. Are they, firstly, they must be looking forward to going home, Adam. And, and secondly, great to play some football back in, in WA.
14: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome for them. That means that there's only four old Wellington um, that have been had to totally uproot their lives. And Perth have been stuffed around a bit more because Wellington have had certainty about their situation. It's like, okay, we're not travelling, so we'll stay in the same spot. So that Whereas Perth, they've gone out, then they can't get back in. Uh, They haven't gone out, then they miss all these games. So hopefully that's it from our friend Mr McGowan. It's open and they can get it on. Obviously, there's bigger things at play. I heard the WA Health Minister today saying, by the end of the month, we're going to have... Ten thousand cases a day—it's coming. This, that, and the other. Which, I mean, it happens. If you're going to have this policy, this is what's going to happen. You can't be half pregnant. So they've opened the borders, and it's good for Perth that they'll be able to get home and, and get some home games because it, it did promise to be a really good season for Perth Glory with Daniel Sturridge coming in, and just haven't, hasn't been able to get going yet. We'll wait and see if it uh, if it if it works out for them in the second half of the season.
4: Yeah, look, it is, you're right. It is coming. You're going to cop on but thankfully, it's 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 not as tough as the. The first strains of COVID, and unfortunately, there are deaths as well. But you know, this this also happens with the flu every season as well. So you can't you can't stop these things from from travelling around the country, and eventually, you do have to open up your borders. That's a different discussion. Let's talk about the football itself, Adam. Melbourne City have gone to the top of the ladder after putting three past Newcastle last night. Gee, they were impressive.
14: Yeah, second half especially so, and they did get the advantage of playing against. 10 men when Taylor Regan was sent off. The first half was a different story. Newcastle played really well. I actually really enjoy watching Newcastle play because they play a high tempo and um, yeah, they're good to watch. But unfortunately for them, they went behind and then it got worse and then it got worse and then it got really bad. So yeah, it was one of those wipeouts in Newcastle that you look at and go, mm, it's a strange one, but it, it, what it does do is take away a bit of confidence. But for Melbourne City, they've, they've definitely got it. A few rocky moments so far this season, but on the whole, they they should be there or thereabouts at the end of the season towards the, the top and, and last night proved it again.
4: Three games today, Adam. What are you looking forward to the most? You've got the Phoenix taking on FC, MacArthur taking on Adelaide United and Melbourne Victory taking on the Mariners.
14: Yeah, so I've got a, a repeat of the FF, FA Cup final, FFA Cup final in, in Victory and um, also Central Coast. I'll be intrigued to see... If, Central Coast can capitalise on what's happened to victory since that FFA Cup final, which is not a lot. The form's been, been,
4: yeah. Why is that? What's happened there?
14: It's weird. It's weird because they would have guarded against that. There's no way in the world Tony Popovich would have taken the foot off the gas when they won that Cup final to then maybe the training's changed a bit. They've eased right off the training because they've got a busy period coming up. I'm not Mm. sure, but yeah, it's it's something that I have to rectify. So we'll see because it's higher stakes now on this game than ordinarily you would have thought and, and Central Coast looking to take advantage. So that that's the one I'm looking forward to and Wellington and also Sydney is um, a good one as well because Wellington play really attractive football. Look, they've, they're up against it as I mentioned before they're, they're based over here so they're getting no home support at all. So they're just having to be this kind of roadshow if you like and uh, yeah. they've, they've, played, they've done really well as a football club to, to get through it so far and hopefully Cinder Hearn opens up the borders for next season in the A League. But the here and now, they've got a very good coach in Ulfi Talley, who is, I, I, I regard as one of the best coaches in the whole league. So, yeah, good one um, this afternoon in Sydney as well.
4: I, I, you know what? I, I, we can't take it for granted the, the sacrifices some of these professional sports people across all codes are, are taking at the moment, and particularly our New Zealand teams and the Western Australian teams. I was talking to Marcus, Marcus Stoinis earlier. He hasn't been home since September. He hasn't seen family, yeah. friends, anyone since September. Now, you go back and look at these New Zealand teams. I know the uh, the Warriors, I think the last time they played a home game in New Zealand was June 2019. That's nearly three years, yeah. Adam.
14: Yeah, that's it's amazing when you think about it. It's become normal. To, like We're used to the idea, but for them, it's a totally different situation. So... Um, can only echo what you just said there, Jace, is that they've kept the competition going. You lose so much if yeah. you if a team gets kicked out, so um, they can't participate in the competition with TV rights and everything at stake. So it's a massive, massive decision that they've had to um, to make and sacrifice that they've done.
4: And uh, just quickly finishing off the round: Perth Glory, Brisbane Raw tomorrow, as well as Western United versus Western Sydney Wanderers. Where are the Wanderers at? Uh. Yeah, are they coming of, back? Are they starting to get some momentum?
14: I had a good win. I had a good win through the week. They, they changed managers. They've gone Mark Rudin until the end of the season, who I know very well from the time at Fox. And yeah, he 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 won't allow shortcuts to be taken. But whether or not the squad has got it in themselves to actually turn things around, because they've just become a mess since Tony Popovich left. It's it's horrible as an A League squad, and unfortunately the W the A League women's squad as well is has gone south. So they've ripped out a few resources for that particular team too or, or availabilities in terms of getting international players in. But their men's squad is just simply not acceptable and that's why there's, they're in a state of flux and they've got to correct it. That's why they brought in um, Ruth to the end of the season to try and sh- get the ship pointing in the right direction and then they can make an, another decision after that. But it's been one disaster after another. So um, you, you look at it in the short-term Um, way and it's got a little bit better since Carl Robinson has gone but it hasn't got a lot of bit better but that takes time so yeah Ruiz is doing an okay job so far and it was a good win through the week against um, Melbourne Victory but yeah we'll see if they can um, push on off that um, jury's out of it still given what they've provided Mm -hmm. in the last few seasons
4: well, right, yeah. We're going to let you go, Adam Peacock. You are in your bedroom. Uh, of course, uh, if you want to follow Adam Peacock, you can on all the socials. He writes some very good articles for Code Sport and you can hear him Saturday mornings and other various times uh, right here on 1170 SEN and SENQ. I believe you're having a large party today. Is that, is that true?
14: Uh, Margaritaville. My house is becoming in about an oh hour's God. time. Um, oh so What a mess! I'm what a to mess! Clean up at the moment before we make a mess. So yeah, <laughs> well, I'm glad
4: I got I'm glad I got you today, not tomorrow. Adam Peacock, thanks yeah. for your time on Sports Central, mate.
14: Cheers, mate. Oh, Have
4: now a good the and now the dogs going off. Yeah,
14: no, yeah. What a mess. No, <laughs> see,
4: <right>. you, mate. <laughs> see you,
14: mate. See you,
4: mate. There goes Adam Peacock here on S C M. We better get to a break. Sports update on the way next here on Sports Central. You're listening to Sports Central on SEN. Welcome back to it. Hours three of Sports Central on SEN. 1170 in Sydney, SENQ in Brisbane, and also SEN Fanatic on the SEN app. Jason Matthews here, the Sarvo. Uh, By the way, coming up real soon, uh, Scotty Sattler, my partner in crime, and Badger's partner in crime on Sports Day, uh, joining us. We're going to talk about trials. Uh, he's having coffee with our Packers this morning. I... Right. The stuff this guy does is just stupid. Uh, we'll have a chat to him about that. Uh, I caught up with Marcus Stoinis from the Australian cricket team earlier. Nice bloke, Marcus. Uh, we had a chat about cricket and Pakistan and and coffee. We'll find out what Marcus Stoinis and I have in common real soon. And it's not guns. It's got nothing to do with muscles and working out and being fit. We'll have that chat uh, real soon. And more sports updates on the way as well. But during the week on Sports Day, Sats and I caught up with the new host of NRL three sixty, Braith and Aster, and we asked him about that
6: show up front. Yeah, I read today that you were nervous. You're gonna put your own element to the show. Um, yeah. Braith, um, what's what's gonna be different in relation to the way Braith and Aster approaches the show?
1: Yes, absolutely. Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a footy nut. I was growing in the rugby league. Uh, obviously, you just mentioned George, being my uncle. I've you know I played at a young age. I've played first grade for a long period of time. Uh, I've been in coaching. I've got my accreditation as a manager. So I like to think I've got my ear to the ground. So I'm all over that. In terms of what I bring, um, I want to have a bit of fun with it. I think I think with the show, with 360, it's really important to have that player perspective. A lot of it is so journal, um, with the journalists you know, so dominant. And obviously, they've got a lot of good information. They've got scoops and all that. But I think the players need to be represented a little bit more. And and I'm looking forward to having that opportunity to do that. I, I get along well with Kenty. I know you have a laugh about Kenny. Kenny, he can be quite harsh. <laughs> uh, but he's also, he, he's pretty switched on. I, <laughs> I'm not always going to agree with him. And and I think that's that's pretty, you know, I think that's a good thing. So I'm, going to, I'm definitely going to... Um, take him on if, it, if need be and, 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 and argue my point. But as I said, I, you know, I think I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to have some fun with it. I'm going to stir the pot a little bit and fire the boys up.
6: No, it'd be very good. I'm looking forward to it, Braith. always been a fan of yours. Now, to get back to on field, and I want to ask you a question. I've never asked you this question. You've been a South mm. boy growing up. How come you never went back to the bunnies?
1: Yeah. Yeah, South. You know what? Well, I don't talk about it much, but you know, I would have been there my whole life. Like, I, you know, I was red and green, um, through and through. And my uncle was, you know, I, I just wanted to play for South. That's all I ever wanted to do. Obviously, George, you know, he played for South in Australia. He, he, he coached him. He's the president. And I, I wanted to be their ball boy, and I wanted to play my whole career there. Like that was just it. But they got kicked out at a, at a really critical stage in my career. I was only, I think I was sixteen, seventeen. I was just about to sign my full on, um first real contract and they had not they, they weren't in the comp and they they had no real no one had told them when i was going to be back in the competition so there was no real security there and even george said to me at the time he said break you're gonna to have to look elsewhere mate, because i don't know if we're going to get back in so that's why i went to the bulldogs and then just through one way or another i just couldn't i just didn't get back there you know and it's and, and to be honest with you there's probably a little bit of a, a regret for uh, for me but uh, you know it's just the way that things went, and unfortunately I just didn't get a chance to put that um, that jersey back on.
4: you know we would have had you in a heartbeat mate me speaking on behalf of South Sydney supporters <laughs> it. it must have been heartbreaking yeah, for, no, must have been heartbreaking for george to to tell you that news.
1: yeah, it was I mean George you know he's so passionate about the club, I just loved it and he didn't want me to go anywhere, um, and uh, you know he he knew how much I wanted to play for South. He fought so hard for that club, and if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be in the comp right now. You know, That's I right. feel really passionate about that. I, I marched with George, and but I was there with Belle's on. my mum's, you know, George's sister, and it, we just we just you know were so passionate about it. He was heartbroken uh, at the time. It was funny because yeah, you know, he didn't want me to go to the Roosters. So <laughs> at the time, he did everything possible to send me anywhere he could, and he, he sent me to the Bulldogs. He was the one that sent me there. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm still close to George to this day, and yeah, as I said, it's just something that didn't work out. I would have loved it to have worked out, but unfortunately, I suppose not everything you know, works out to be a fairy tale, you know.
4: It was the unofficial launch of the NRL season last weekend, boys, with the All Stars game. We get into the trials this weekend, and we'll see a lot of new faces this weekend, and a few older faces trying to get a you know a contract. Um, first time we're seeing preseason games. Uh, broadcast. I reckon this is fantastic, and I reckon Braith and Sats. I, we could see record crowds at trials this weekend because I think we're ready for footy. Mm.
10: Yeah, we
1: are. I mean, it's because of the, the last couple of years, how yeah, difficult it's been, and I know it's been a little bit different in Queensland, a, a tiny bit, but in, in New South Wales, you know, the fans have hardly been able to get to a game. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's really. I mean, it's the evolution of the game, it's the evolution of TV, and. We just want to show as much as we can. And, and, and that's good when I mean, it's good that Fox is showing all the games, all the trial games. It gets all the fans involved. It gets everyone excited for the season. It gives everyone access. And, and like you said, it also gets gives the, the fans an opportunity to see some of these young kids coming through that have got an opportunity to play first grade because they do get a good a good hit out, as, as you know, in the trials. And, mm. you know, trials, you, you can't you don't know who's going to win the competition at you know, this time of the year. if you you, you dead set guessing. You um, did set throwing a if you think got, you know he's going to win the competition, but the, at least you get excited about the season and then we know it's not far away.
6: Braith, I loved it how fit you get during a pre-season and you go and play your first game and your lungs are burning after about ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes and feel as though you haven't trained at all through the through the preseason. Now, Braith, in relation to the the multitude of players that have changed clubs, I'm going to throw some players at you. Which player stands out yep. to you that's going going to have the biggest um, the biggest uh, influence on their club? Finucan. Hines, Reynolds, Josh Adokar, Matty Burton, Sean Johnson, Jackson Hastings.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How exciting. Uh, you know, I think, if you listen, all those players will have a huge impact. If you're looking at, you know, who's the best fit and what club needs that player right now, I think Brisbane. Brisbane need Reynolds big time. Brisbane, you know, they've been that young team with so much uh, promise but just haven't been able to have that experience and that game management. and. and that's what's cost him a lot of games over the past couple of seasons, so I think he brings that, and obviously with Tony Staggs coming back from injury, he's, he's one of the best players in the game. I think he's going to be Dallium's Centre of the year easy. Um, so he, he's a big buy. Burton and o'carl Carr, obviously the Burton, I mean, he's in a key position. O. Carr, we know how good he is, and the back is so important these days for all teams. He, he's, he's a supreme um, finisher, one of the best in the game, and there's no substitutes for speed, but in terms of... Yeah, key positions. Burton really holds the key there, but I still think they're a year away with Marnie and Kickout, which they really need a nine and a quality back row. So they're still a year away. Uh, Finucane and Hyde's are big, because with Cronulla, um, yeah, I think Fitchy can make a big difference. I, a lot of people don't know Craig Fitzgibbon. Right? I've worked underneath him. I've played with him at the Roosters. He will make a huge difference just from his aura, his work ethic, his discipline, and the respect that he commands from his players. So Everyone's talking about Cronulla. If you look at their on-field team, you don't go wow. You don't think or, you know they're going to win the comp. But with with Bissy at the helm, I think you'll get the best out of every player, and they'll be a big improver. Uh, Sean Johnson, will, mate, like he's, he's, when he's at his best, there's no better player, yeah. so he can make a huge difference as well. But is he? You know, I mean, he's getting to the end too. So does he have that flash and that speed and that 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 has big game moment that he's had throughout his career? So time will tell.
6: So we're looking at the top eight, Braith, and I know just purely based on the playing groups that we look at from round one, for example, you've got Storm Panthers, Rabbitohs, Eels, Roosters, Seagulls, Titans seventh, Sharks eighth. Now, I think we all agree that probably seven of those sides, including the Sharks, will probably stay in the eight. If you had to pick, if the Titans were going to drop out of the eight, and this is only um, purely um, speculation. speculation, is there another team that yeah, jumps up?
1: um yeah that's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean if I'm looking at teams the improvers I think as I said I think I think the Broncos and, and, and the Bulldogs for me are the big improvers I, I don't see the dragons you know yes they've recruited three or four new players, but I don't think they're going to really um, you know take the team to great heights they're not really team inclusions um, I think the Titans are still going to struggle again uh, the Titans are going. Formidable forward pack, you know. Mm. I mean, and, and and they should really make the top eight again. I, I love the way they played last year. They're probably a little bit skinny in, in, a, in a couple of key positions, which worries me about them. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, they're my two. I mean, Manly just off the back of Tom will be there. Um, Melbourne will be there again, just off the back of their class and their their culture and their system. Uh, they don't have they don't have as much depth, but they'll be there again. So. Yeah, I just think that the Brisbane and the Dogs are the probably the, the two that I'd keep an eye on to take that 8th that position or, or sneak into the 8th and year. Brisbane should do it easily.
6: So the Knights finished 7th last year and in a good friend of yours you've played a lot of rugby league with and played in the grand final in 2010 with. How big are the losses Mitchell Pearce to the Knights?
1: He's huge. I and mean, Pearce was their, arguably their best player apart from Ponga. And, and although he was ageing and... You know, maybe not his best. He was still their best. Um, he's a big loss, big loss. So, you know, and Clifford really hasn't, you know, I, I've watched him play a lot, Clifford, in, in the in the 20s, and you would have watched him too. So mm. coming through, he, he was the best of his, his age group. He hasn't quite transitioned that the first grade. It's not an easy thing to do. He needs to find that. Um, I see them really skinny in the halves, I do. Um, and, I, and, and, you know, I probably would have kept him another year. Um not too sure what happened there behind closed doors, but obviously there was a bit of, Bit of uh, goings on off the field that may have impacted that as well, but uh, yeah, they're going to miss him big time. puts a lot of pressure on Kayla because the thing with Pearce too is he took yeah you know, he took a lot of eyes off Taylor, you know, mm. when Taylor was on the field, and vice versa, you know. So it's they'll be focused just on the one at the moment because there isn't too many other threats outside of him in that side apart from Bradley who he had injured as well, I think. So. They got some trouble. They're in some trouble to start the year.
6: We've got a lot of Knights listeners um, that also have a lot of input into the show. What stage of if Kalen is going to stay at the Knights, and I hope he does, mm. what stage of his career does he move up into the front line? Do you think, or do you just think his whole career will be in the jersey number one?
1: Uh, again, it depends on you know how they start the year. I mean, I I, I think he's definitely a one. Um, yeah, he could play six easily with his. His vision, you know, when he comes, skips across that left hand side. He plays short or long. He's got that little skip and that little double pump. He's 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 like a half playing fullback. He could play in the halves easily, but if you keep him at one, keep, one's the most influential player these days. You look at Tedesco and Turbo, they touch the ball more than anyone. They're, they're all they're, they are wherever the ball is, the one is there. You know, you kind of when you're a half these days, you know, they split them, you know, left and right and all that sort of thing. You probably don't get as many touches as a, as a fullback and as many involvements or time with the ball in open space. And he's got great footwork. So I'd leave him there. But again, it's just that if they can just find that six and seven to, to, to get it done in the halves, you know, they've got everything else covered. There. Even Braley. And Braley, I'm a big rap on Braley. And I think, I think it was two years ago when he first got there, he was their best player and he got injured again and they sort of fell, fell away off the back of that. So they haven't had much luck either, you know, the Knights. But um, I, I think he's a fullback, Caelan, but he could easily play halves. Easily.
2: Now,
6: Braith, before we let you go, um, and I believe you're on holiday. I saw you the other day, actually. No shirt on once again. But in saying yeah. that, um, geez, you bro-
4: you raise that a lot, mate. Yeah.
6: In saying that, we have a segment later on called True or False. Now, can you give me true or false that on NRL 360, there will be electrodes that will be attached to Paul Kent? And if he says something wrong, you've got a button that you can push. Just true or false?
1: Mate. I'd be very happy with that. True. I'd be very happy with
4: that. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Poor Kenty. <laughs> right. I reckon he uh, would mate he's probably yeah. missed yelling for the last six months. He, we're saying off the or saying on the air at the start. He's probably been yelling at Santa Claus in the off season, so we don't he's know what's gonna
1: an angry man, isn't he? Nah. I just want to get
4: a few smiles. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. He's Our favourite segment on <laughs> nah, television. All of te- television is good times with Kenty. That is, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: our favourite. Well, we'll have to make sure it stays
4: in. Hey, one more quick one before you go. Braith, uh, we're talking about bearded, yep. bearded players, not not these well-groomed, you know, manscaping beards of today. Did you play alongside any great players with great
1: beards? Ooh, is, uh, I'm trying to think. Who had a good beard back in the day?
10: Aaron Woods Mate, had, had a good Mollie beard. had a
1: beard there for a while. Woods, he had a beard. I don't know if he had it when I was with him there. Nate Miles had a terrible one there for a while Mm -hmm. uh, back when I played with him. Who else had a beard? He needed a beard, to, he needed a beard hair, didn't he,
6: uh... to, to hide that massive skull of his, didn't he? That'd
1: be a big beard. What about he the size of his head? He's got <laughs> the biggest head ever,
4: he? I, I can't believe he attacked it's, Paul Gallen's fists.
1: Gallen could knock him out.
4: <laughs> he couldn't miss, could he? Paul
1: right. Gallen, he broke, he broke his hand. <laughs>
4: right. Brave. we're going to let you go. When does uh... NRL 360 oh, kick hey, off? Boys. It's uh,
1: the Monday of round one so the first week of the season there monday tuesday and wednesday so tune in guys should be good fun
4: all right mate catch you later braith and astor from fox uh thanks for your time on sports day
1: no worries do i see you later there he goes
4: you're listening to sports central on scn welcome back to it jason matthews in the chair this afternoon for about another 14 minutes on 1170 scn great to have you on board SCNQ on DAB Plus in Brisbane and on the app. And, of course, SCN Fanatic, which you can get on the SCN app as well. Jason has uh, sent us a text from Victoria. Looking forward to the upcoming NRL season, Jason. Aren't we all? We're done with cricket. You can tell no one's going. No one's going to the games or watching the games. The television numbers on this T20 series uh, against Sri Lanka are terrible. It's only, on, it's only on Fox and also KO, but yeah, the numbers aren't that great. I think it's probably because we're, we're over cricket. I never am. I'll watch it. I'll watch live sport, although uh, I'd like to thank Cricket Australia for putting the game on at 4 o'clock tomorrow so I can watch MAPS straight after. This man loves MAPS. You can also hear him on the radio every night 6 o'clock here on SCN. Scotty Sattler, how are you? I'm good, Wookie. How are you? Good. I'm a little. Um, thanks for your time. I know you're you're on a romantic jaunt with your lovely wife Beck at the moment, so I do appreciate this. You're also. She does too. She texted me and said, "Thank God you're giving me a break." Um, I'm alarmed at some of the photos you sent me this morning. I've, I'm alarmed that I find them extremely detail. funny. What? What are you doing? Not not too much detail. Okay. No. No. Not those ones. Yeah. But mate, okay. photos of your beautiful wife milking a cow. You drinking coffee with an alpaca? What are you, you yuppies, getting up to nowadays?
9: <laughs> oh, <laughs> we had a, um, a very good friend of ours uh, works at a Village Roadshow, so all the uh, you know all the theme parks on the Gold Coast. So we had a chance to uh, go to um, Paradise Country, which is a place like a big farm stay where you to stay on a farm and like one of those glamping tents, and then you get to milk a cow, oh, play please. with the llamas, feed the cows, and the highlight of it all—it's it's been something my wife's always wanted to do because her favourite animal is a meerkat. We got thrown into the meerkat uh, compound and we had meerkats climbing all over. us. So it's pretty That's fun. It's a bit
4: creepy. Look, it sounds like it's a—it sounds like it's a great weekend away if, if you're eight. Uh, but as grown adults, I think I think you've now reached. The pinnacle of yuppiness. This is this is ridiculous. Look, look, Paradise Country is a good joint, by the way. I can recommend it, but I've never thought about enjoying it myself. I've only just taken the kids. Please tell me. Well, there you're you go. There's doing...
9: a romantic idea for you and your wife Anita. There you go.
4: She's not looking for romance. She's looking. You're just concerned
9: that if you go there, that the the other guests will milk you.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> Please tell me you're not drinking coffee produced by the alpaca. This is what these yuppies do nowadays. They get the animals to drink, eat coffee beans, then they wait for it to poop it out, they grind it and make a latte out of it. Please tell me you're not doing that.
9: No, I don't drink coffee, so I'm safe there. Oh, you are as well.
4: Hey, let's talk about trials on this weekend. There was a couple of games uh, last night. Um, what did you think of... Um, uh, Xavier Savage's performance for the Raiders and the jersey. I thought it was outstanding. Jeez, got some toe, that kid.
9: Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, and I know I've been reading a lot of social media today around the, the responses to fans, whether their team won or lost, uh, don't take a lot into trial form. Um, what it does actually do is it allows you to understand how good your depth is at a club. Uh, that gives you a true indication that if you are going to come across a lot of injuries throughout the year and also uh, origins, uh, period, whatever it may be, who are we going to have there to fill in some of our stars that may be playing representative footy or let's, you know, fingers crossed, not too many injuries. So I think that's what trial form is really good for. Uh, I thought Canberra, some of their really young players were great last. flight. I thought Xavier Savage, who you just mentioned, I, he was outstanding. it just to be able to look at his physical attributes, just his, his absolute speed, his blistering speed. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of if thrown into the first grade from round one, he, he could potentially be like another you know, Dane Laurie, one of those young players that hasn't had a lot of first grade but all of a sudden he becomes that X factor for the Raiders. Um and the next question will be what do you do with their very good fullback and Charles Nickel cluckstar which is a yeah. he's a really good fullback. but I've always thought Charles Nickel Star is probably going to end up in the centres one day. And that may be that may be the, the slow development throughout the year for for Ricky Stewart that they start with Charles Nickel cluckstar and maybe leave Savice, uh Xavier Savage on the bench, and uh, bring him on for important periods of the game, and uh, or do you play him on the wing, just to introduce him like Roger Tuivasa-Sheck did with Anthony the Mil- Melchett at fullback. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of really good choices for for Canberra Raiders fans um, when it comes to Xavier Savage. Yeah, he was he was really entertaining to watch.
4: He was a standout by a mile in that game last night. We know the Raiders as well. Uh, had some uh, players pull out because of of covid as well. I mean, I, I wouldn't take much out of that game. I, I I will I will ask you though about the Sea Eagles versus West Tigers 28-4. The Sea Eagles won that game. That West Tigers team wasn't too far away from being full strength. And that wasn't oh, yeah. a really good performance, mate.
9: No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, they had three tries disallowed as well. Um and they got the decisions right, the officials, but that's just all about timing, and that's what the trials are for. And if, you know, during the season, if you're still making those same mistakes, the reason why you're not getting trials, whether those decoy runners running through and taking out uh, defenders coming across, whatever it may be, hopefully timing will allow you that you don't do that throughout the season. So, yeah, that three trials disallowed. Um, I'm always... I'm always uh, optimistic about the Tigers because, as you know, I'm a huge fan of their coach. And I'm a huge fan of Tim Sheens. Now Benji's back in there now. They're starting to get some really good, creative people that can assist uh, Michael Maguire. But they're but not when on they the field, their... though.
4: So that's, they're yeah, not but playing in their first... the game.
9: No, but they have a huge influence on the mindset and the development of a player. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, but um, you know, that first half for the Tigers... Uh, the first sort of 25 minutes when they did have a lot of their a lot of their first grade established players on there, they were right. They were okay. They were okay. typical trial form. It was typical trial form. But uh, my biggest concern for the Tigers will be probably their you know, probably their depth when we talk about when they do get some injuries and players in representative uh, period. Are they going to have that that depth that's got some NRL experience behind them?
4: Mm. The Storm game, which is not too far away against the Warriors, this will be good. The Storm have got a few of their stars playing, I'm assuming because these guys will be missing from the first rounds because of the white powder gate. But um, that'll be a good game to see.
9: Yeah, you know, Melbourne Storm, they treat every competition like it is life or death. They've always had that uh, approach. It's you know if it's moving it can bleed so make sure you
10: <laughs> you
9: beat whatever's in front of you so um, yeah but they are going to have a lot of players that are missing in the first couple of rounds and you know the, like you said a couple of you missing will be Munster and Brandon Smith and Tui or, um, uh Harry Grant actually missing from round one because of a crush attack so they're going to be as depleted uh, we've we've never seen Melbourne Storm this depleted early on in the season um, this is probably so- a
4: stronger team today.
9: Then they're round yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they, I think you know. Again, you don't take much into trials, and and but Bellamy's a little bit different. Bellamy, Bellamy expects when when we're ready to go and a ball is going to get kicked off in anger, we need to be ready. We need to be treating every game like it is round one. So, um, you know, he has always he's always had that mindset when he's been at Melbourne that you are fighting for dear life for your position each and every week. So um, it'd be interesting to see what what mindset Melbourne are in now they've got. You know, a lot of people that, that won't be there round one.
4: Perfect storm for me this afternoon because the Rabbitohs are taking on the Cowboys and Cairns. I'm glad I didn't go because A, I I love Cairns and I love the Rabbitohs. Fair chance I wouldn't have come back for four days. Would have been mm-hmm. in trouble at home. But I'm disgusted to see this uh, text you sent me today, mate. $60 tickets to the Rabbitohs versus Cowboys to a trial game. Are, are they mm. serious? I mean, this is. I know there's, this is. There's been it's a few rude. Complaints.
9: Yeah, there's been a few complaints about charging uh entry free for for trials, which um you know, I haven't got a problem if you're gonna go watch a trial like um like a lot of the trials are gonna be played over the next uh three weekends. Uh, I think you you've got to be willing to, to pay something because of course the, the ground operation staff have to be uh have to be there. They've got security that's in place, they've got hospitality that's in place, you know, that all carries a wage. So I get that. But when you're taking games to regional areas, you would think that local government would would, play, would pay a, um, a huge price for that to get that game into those regional areas and and be able to uh, allow the fans to to have that access. So, yeah, sixty dollars for a grandstand ticket at um, at Barlow Park, which has only got a tiny little grandstand. It's all basically a, a grass hill that goes around probably eighty percent of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they put grandstands up, of course. But, yeah, $60 for, for a trial is a little bit stiff when you, you're not going to see, you know, the best players for 80 minutes.
4: I'm still complaining about the time I went to see South on the Sunshine Coast, and I paid 100 bucks for tickets, uh, and my view was the grandstand wall. Like, some <laughs> of these some of these regional grounds also got to understand as well, if we're going to play them in these uh, regional centres, we've got to, A, as you say, get the local government to fork up the difference and pay for it, which probably they're doing, but B, uh, if you go to a regional ground and there is a less capacity, it doesn't mean you can charge more to make up the numbers because the facilities aren't the same. I don't mind paying Mm. 60 bucks if I've got world-class bars and food outlets and toilets and all that sort of stuff, but to charge what they charged my daughter and I to go to the Sunshine Coast to watch for a reserved seat and you couldn't even see the other end of the ground... Mate, mm. it was disgusting. It was disgusting. I, I hope the NRL listen and fix this. Titans versus Broncos at Night. Sats, this is a critical game and, and some, well, not full-strength teams, but the Titans and the Broncos have named some really good players for this trial.
9: I've been really surprised. Uh, usually this first trial, is, it's usually some of your, your high-priced players in your salary cap that are really important to your, your season don't really play this trial. A lot of them usually sit out. Uh, but we're seeing, I think, m- most years, uh, other than this year, that's usually the the case, but I, I'm, I'm in- interested to see the amount of, I've been interested to see the amount of high-profile players that have are willing to pay anywhere 20 to 30 minutes. So, you know, there's a few players that obviously aren't playing that are being rested from the All-Stars match last week as well, which is, you know, that was quite a... It's quite a physical match in the wet as well. When It takes a little bit longer to recover from the wet games as well because everything's so tight and, and compact and, and contact is a lot more, I suppose, a lot more aggressive, a lot more aggression in those, uh, those tight-knit areas. So uh, with the Gold Coast Titans and Broncos, yeah, again, it um, gives you the ability to just uh, trial some of their really good young. You know, Trey Fuller, a young player that's playing for the Gold Coast, has got huge wraps on him. And
10: this is where I love
9: watching these trials and I love that they're being... Um, being telecast over the weekend is that is that we can get to see some of these really good young mm. players you don't really know a lot about.
4: Mm, I agree with you there. Let me ask you this question before we cover off on the Sunday games. Is I believe that some teams do take the trials seriously because um, memberships can come off the back of them merchandise sales, which club do you reckon would benefit the most from winning their trials this weekend and next weekend?
9: Well, I think there's a huge expectation on the Broncos. uh, Sorry, the Bulldogs, because of all their signings. So a lot of people, a lot of the Bulldogs fans who may not have gone back to their games for a number of years when they were collecting wooden spoons might be a little bit more excited about their recruits. And so I think they may have bought extra memberships. and, And I hope that's the case. Um, the Brisbane Broncos have always got a, a, a great membership drive. It's, it's outstanding. I, I I really think the West Tigers. Yeah. And yeah you that's know,
10: what's, they're yeah. going to be really.
9: I think the Dragons as well. Yeah, you know, they've got a huge supporter base around the country, not just in Sydney. Um, but, you know, on the back of Anthony Griffin signing for another year, uh, finishing 11th last year, didn't win another game after Barbecue Gate last year. And then. Um, and then have all these these really, and I think they are very good recruits for the Dragons. I think the Dragons, if if they show something week one in the trials, and then follow it up in week two, they always start the season really well. with The Dragons, yeah. But you know, I, 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 I don't, For me, I can't believe they're one of the wooden spoon, spoon favorites. I, I think I don't get it a really either.
10: I don't I'm a get huge that either. i
9: coach, and I think they've signed really good players. So. Um, yeah, so I think uh, the Gold Coast Titans are slowly you know, gathering momentum. So their fan base is growing. Uh, we saw their numbers up again last year. So um, I think the West Tigers probably would be the would be the, the club that needs to give their fans a little bit more belief.
4: I agree with you on that, Sats. I think the West Tigers definitely won. And I think the Titans are the other because, you know, you're right. They're growing their database. If they have a really good trials, two good trials and go into round one, I think the town will be pumped, and I think their merch sales and their, their memberships will will definitely grow. And, of course, the Titans and the Broncos don't like each other. So what a great trial for them to have. And it's just, you know, bragging rights over the, the bigger brother or bigger sister up the M1. Games tomorrow, Sharks versus Panthers. Looking forward to this. We spoke to Isaiah Yo during the week. They're going to rest most of their players. But, again, how exciting. You get to start to see what the Sharks look like under a new coach and with some new recruits,
9: yeah, uh, really
1: good recruits
9: as well. Um, everyone seems to forget that Cameron McGuinness has flown under the radar. He signed with well, he's them. He's been out so long. Yeah he, yeah, he has. has. So he's. You know, everyone's been talking about. Uh, yeah, Nicky Hines and Dale Finucane, who are going to be great. But um, yeah, see what style they play. I mean, they, they can always score points, but they always win their games. You know, twenty-eight, twenty-four, or whatever it may be. So Fitzgibbon will give them a real good defensive resolve. He's got an amazing work ethic got great respect amongst former players. His teammates that he played with are now in the game and the media. So uh, he's he's the perfect coach uh, for a club like Cronulla as well, who are all te- always teetering on the edge of the eight and need to break into the eight to stay there for a number of years. So I think he's a perfect coach for them. And it's going to be interesting what style, whether they're going to have a real defensive style or or whether they're going to... I, I've got no doubt. I've got no doubt he would not be concerned about scoring tries because he knows he can score tries. <laughs> What he's going to be really interested in is what their what their defensive, not their individual techniques like. You know, of course that's going to be important. But what's their what's their defensive result going to be like when they've got to defend their trial off for back to back sets of six and people are turning up for each other and, um, you know what they what they call defi- defensive line integrity. What that's what's that like? Uh, that's going to be really interesting for for Craig Fitzgibbon when he dissects his game throughout the week.
4: Hmm. Eels, Dragons, Sunday, I mean, the Eels, this is their last chance. I know, again, it's only trial number one, but I reckon this is their last crack at winning a premiership with this playing group.
9: Oh, with this playing group it is. But, you know, when you let players go or players leave you to go elsewhere, like, you know, you read Marnies and and co, um, it gives opportunity for them to spend money on other marquee players. So... Um yeah, they'll go back into the market and they're a strong club off the field. They've always had a really good presence off the field when it comes to recruitment. So, you know, Dylan Brown re-signing. He's got a lot of developing to do, Dylan, I think, this week. He's got to step out of that 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 area where he's a really talented prospect to now. He's got to be just a, a player that can win games individually. So that's a really important year for him. Um and Parramatta, yeah, this this playing group at the moment is is going to be decimated at the end of this year this year. So um, yeah, but they'll yeah they'll go into the market. They'll find they'll find someone else. They're, they're Parramatta. They, yeah. I think they always do. It's just finding the right person. But um, yeah, there is. A, I think they're. I think they're the side under probably one of the most amount of pressure this year in relation yeah. to um, in what comes on their playing group and their coach.
4: Mate, gonna let you go on the moment because I wanted. You know, what are you? You're milking a yak this afternoon, aren't you? Is that what you're up to? Is that this afternoon's prior to dinner? Uh, Mark no, Prairie, I'm Mark, to our very good
9: friend. I'm to a very oh. good friend Anna Mace's fortieth birthday. Oh so God, you're too old. You and I know man. her really well. Yeah, she works for the yeah,
4: company. I, yeah, she does. Great bird. Uh great person, I should say. Tigers raised. Oh, yes. Mark for Prairie Wood. It sent us a text. The yep. Tigers raised eighteen thousand members for the first time about a month ago. It must be on the back of Tim Sheen's coming back. Yeah, good, good club. That's great. There's to a hear. lot of yeah, mm. a lot of optimism, isn't there, around Tim Sheen's being back in that side now. I'm uh, not in the side, but in the club. Monday nights versus Bulldogs. Knights, mm, uh, Bulldogs. There's a bit of hope around the Bulldogs this year, but, I mean, their time's going to come next year. But how do you see those two sides going this weekend and this year?
9: Well, I think it's a really important, interesting game to watch, to be honest, because we don't know we're going to get with the Knights. they have got Joey Johns up there coaching, uh, doing individual coaching with their players. and um, And then you've got... What's the loss of Mitchell Pearce been like, and who's going to fill those those voids and, and be able to play to the level of of competitiveness and, and intelligence around the game as what Mitchell did, and then you've got then you've got the Bulldogs with all these signings and they are playing a lot of their new signings as well There's a couple that are playing, but but again when you've got quality in your side and you've got class in your side and they've got you know they've been the most active in the in the market. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they can put all that together. Now, you're not expecting expecting to be the Harlem Globetrotters in week one of the trials. Um, but what's really important for the Bulldogs is that... Oh, I know it's a long game for the Bulldogs, but for a lot of their fans, it's not the long game. You know, it's we've lived in misery for too long and we need to get out of that. So um, they want... I would think that they would expect. I've got a very good friend who's a Bulldogs fan. He, ex, he expects a top eight this year with all the signs they've made. So, I think he might speak on behalf of a lot of Bulldogs fans. I, I might be wrong, but um, yeah. yeah, to get them really fluent and get them together and get them on the same page is going to be a really big, a big job for Trent Barrett.
4: Yeah, rightio. Listen, mate, I appreciate you taking time out this afternoon. This is your nap time before going to Macy's 40th. So I really do appreciate that, mate. Thank you so much. Look forward to having you back in the studio 6 o'clock Monday night for uh, Sports Day. I was going to talk about your big head team, but we've just run out of time. That was great during the week. Where that's put together his 13 of the biggest headed players to play in rugby league. Dave Fairley announced captain.
9: Mm, yeah, oh, overwhelming, Captain. <laughs> overwhelming. On Monday, right, we're going ma- to do
2: the little big men,
9: the, the best little men of the game, even if you're a front rower.
2: Yeah,
4: okay. No doubt our listeners will get involved in that on 0457 736, 736 Satsy, thank you very much. I've got to get to my good mate, Marcus Steinus next. We have a lot in common. Can you guess what we do?
9: It's not the biceps. Let's
4: drink coffee. <laughs> That's it. it's, yeah, definitely not that. All right, mate. Enjoy your night. See ya, Scotty Sattler here on Sports Central. We'd better get to a break. Back in a moment. You're listening to Sports Central on SEN. Welcome back to Sports Central. Caught up with Marcus Stoinis a little earlier in the show. And oh, I started off by saying to him, look, you didn't do much last night. Didn't bowl and hardly got to bat.
11: Yeah, guys. Yeah, professional fielder.
4: Oh, yeah, that's right hey listen on the bowling do you do much anymore i don't see you doing a lot of, or are you just thrown to as the the sixth or seventh bowler in this in in these t20s yeah it has
11: been it has been a while i've um hadn't really bowled for three months with a couple of niggles and that sort of stuff so i've just started bowling again in the games the other day um but having five games in in 10 days hasn't been great either so uh yeah it, it's it's I'm still bowling. Don't worry, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a slower process, I
4: think. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit of cricket with you, and then I'm going to talk coffee because I'm. It's, I, I, <laughs> I look at coffee like whiskey, Marcus. I'm starting. I'm learning both trades at the moment, and and I know you <laughs> love your coffee, and and we we saw that stuff in the test with you and Zamps. But I'm going to talk to you about that shortly. But just hang on. Um, good win from the Aussies last night against Sri Lanka. Is it? Is it Sri Lanka? Their performance, I believe, has been below par, or the Aussies just full of so much, I guess, energy and confidence after that T20 World Cup win. What is it?
11: Yeah, I think I think we've um, definitely got a lot of confidence from that World Cup, and this group just getting back together. We haven't seen each other for, for probably three months since then, while the Ashes has gone on and that sort of thing, so to get back together is really good, um, and we've tried a few things. We've move the team around a little bit we've given people uh different opportunities where they're bowling and batting and that sort of stuff so we've got a really strong squad of 15 players that we can use at the moment um and actually although we've been winning i think um we haven't really played our best cricket yet so that's um something hopefully we can do on uh, uh tomorrow
4: i mentioned off the top josh Inglis. For a POM, he's not a bad bad Australian cricketer, is he? He's he's just... He's been outstanding. He just looks like he should have been playing cricket uh, at this level for all his life.
11: Yeah, um, for a little POM, he's not too bad. We don't mind him. (laughs) He can stay. Um, But, no, he's he's slotted in perfectly. He's been around for probably three or four months now with the World Cup squad and the Ashes squad, and he hadn't played. So, um, to, to get him in and get him a few games during this 2020 series and to show everyone else how good he is um he's a confident young boy um he plays his shots he he hits them to odd areas and and so he plays the the style of cricket that that we've asked for him and and that he wants to play as well so um he definitely looks like he belongs and he scores good runs and he's um yeah so far so good we've enjoyed having him around for sure
4: it's been a long summer marcus one more game tomorrow against sri lanka at the mcg that's at four thirty. if you want to watch that or get some tickets to go to it, then then what for you, mate? Do you go back to Shield Cricket and then you'd be heading to Pakistan, wouldn't you, for the ODIs and T20?
11: Yeah, it has been a long a long summer, Um, long couple of years, actually. But, um, yeah, so I haven't been home since September. So uh, as Jeez. of Monday, I'll fly back to Perth. Um, I'll do my seven days quarantine and then I think I'll have maybe... Two weeks of or of ten days of training and and a bit of relaxing and maybe some golf and that sort of stuff and then fly to Pakistan um, and then we got Pakistan and we got IPL and then to Sri Lanka so it'll be another another yeah. three or four months.
4: Who are you playing for in the IPL?
11: I'm playing for the Lucknow Super Giants. So yeah, one of the new teams in the in the uh, in the IPL this year.
4: Yeah, nice. Good on you. Congratulations on that. Um, First time Australia's toured Pakistan since 1998. It's incredible, isn't it? 24 years since the Aussies have been in Pakistan for various reasons. First time in nearly three years that the Australian cricket team have actually toured outside of Australia as a test team. Uh, And, of course, I think the last time was the Ashes series in 2019. So plenty of exciting stuff coming up. Are you excited to go to a place like Pakistan or are you like, I, I don't know what to expect?
11: Yeah, look, we, um, it is an exciting t- time for, for the team. Um, there's probably a couple of, couple of ways to look at it. I mean, in terms of Pakistan, we've had a lot of brief things, um, a lot of conversations about it. And we've got a good understanding as a playing group of, of what to expect when we go over there and the security and that side of things, as well as the playing, um, and yeah, the test team hasn't hasn't really travelled too much. Us white Wolf team uh, boys have been uh, doing the travel for them, so they've been sitting, yeah. sitting at home <laughs> doing it comfortable. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a it's a busy time, I guess. Um, yes, I am excited, but I'm also, to be honest, it's um, we've done a lot of touring, and so like I said, I haven't been home since, since September. So I'm um, first and foremost looking forward to getting home and playing some golf and. Seeing yeah, my mates, my family, um, but then yeah, you know what? Then it's time to get back to work, I guess. And you get back on tour, and you and you do what you what you want to do, really, with your with your cricket.
4: Um, have you been watching the uh, Pakistani Super League? Nice batting wickets, small boundaries. You're going to love that.
11: <laughs> I have watched a couple of the highlights. I don't watch too much cricket, but I'll I'll, I'll sneak a few highlights every now and then. But um, yeah, beautiful beautiful wickets, um, small boundaries. They've got some good bowlers though, so. Um, Yeah, yeah, they might make
4: it tough. It's been a good series, actually. I've been watching it uh, every night on on ESPN. Before you go, let's talk coffee. You and Zamps, you have a love Mm. affair of coffee. You've got that bromance going on where you you (laughs) carefully create coffee in your hotel rooms when you're on tour. Can I ask your opinion? Am I doing this wrong? I've just recently been told by a mate of mine, long blacks are the way to go with a dash of pouring cream. Is this okay or no-no?
11: Oh, yes. That's actually what I do. That is go. actually a bit of pouring cream, not too much because it's high in calories. So be careful about that one; oh, they can yes, sneak yes. sneak on the hips. But how um, good is that? No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful.
4: Uh, what sort of right. coffee? What's, I like a, I like. I'm into a. I like a really strong, smooth, creamy blend. I'm a Merlot drinker. Is there something out there that we should be getting into <laughs> us 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 coffee lovers? Yeah, that's good. That's
11: um, that's what I like actually. So I'm um, what's my favourite coffee? I've just bought a few beans from Saint Ali, actually. So that's a nice uh, nice coffee brand here in Melbourne. So maybe maybe check that one out.
4: Righty, yeah, I will do. Hey, listen, good luck. I've got to let you go, but good luck in in Pakistan. It's a tea country, uh, but I have noticed that uh, <laughs> coffee shops are popping up everywhere in. In Pakistan now. They're starting to, to get into their coffee, Not um, although I doubt very much you'll be able to go and visit coffee shops on that tour. Marcus Stoynas, appreciate your time. Appreciate your coffee tips today. Good luck tomorrow afternoon against Sri Lanka and hopefully you get a bowl.
11: Thank you, guys. Cheers. You're listening to
4: Sports Central on SEN. Welcome back to it. We're about to wrap the show up. It's just flown by the last four hours. Thanks to Justin, who's on the buttons this afternoon. Got a text here from the Big G on 0457 736. 736 just got in from my daughter's last competitive swimming carnival. Two seconds, two thirds. How good is that? How can anyone take Chris Nelson's tips seriously when he doesn't rate MASH? I know, Big G. I know. What can we say about that? Update on the Shield? New South Wales, 276. Tassie in reply, three for 65 at the SCG. Jake Doran, five not out. Mack Wright, 35 not out. And Super Rugby Pacific fans, Chiefs 18, Highlanders 6. That's it for us. Go the bunnies in the trial against the Cowboys. We'll catch you again next Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend here on SEN.
9: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.
5: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why
6: Tire Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit TyrePower.com.au or call thirteen twenty one ninety one.